Good morning, and welcome to another exciting broadcast day. Mm-hmm. Phone number 866-901-ADAM. 866-901-ADAM. We'd love to hear from you. All right, well, Teresa Strasser here. Good to see you, baby doll. Thank you for having me. Oh, have you we shall, because uh, Teresa will be our new news girl. I'm very excited about it. Thank you so much. How about some applause? Thank you. Yes. Wow. I I must say, uh, we we heard from a lot of people, and it uh, basically came down to you and Claudia, but we let the people speak. And the one guy sent us his ne- an email who <laughs> 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 said it was a coin toss. We decided that meant. No, we, uh, we seriously. All of, all of my fan wrote in? Yes. Yes. No, we, we seriously, um, we, everyone was in love with you and Claudia. We thought you were both fantastic. Um, we really, it, it's a weird place to be, and it, it's a strange uh it's you know I kept uh, reminding everyone this is a good problem, in a way even though it was a dilemma who do we who do we like better they both they both did a wonderful job you did a great job, Claudia did a great job, but uh, whenever we went on to the uh, internet looked around and got letters email that kind of stuff from people you were the overwhelming favorite so we thought you know what the people have spoken. I am good at three things: fighting, screwing, and reading the news. That's right. <laughs> And, well, uh, uh, not two in that out of order. Three. Yeah. Make a speech. Yeah. Um, I would like to thank uh, all of the internet fans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who weighed in. Mm-hmm. Very flattered. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some of them are shut-ins. God bless them. I would assume. Yeah. I'm very flattered, and I and I want to also say that I was a fan before I was on the show, and I would listen, and I remember listening when Claudia was in, mm-hmm. and thinking, I, why am I even auditioning? She's good. They should just hire her. Yeah, we should get her. <laughs> I mean, no, uh, too late. I mean, yes, shine that noise. I, we made our decision. We're sticking with it. Thanks. Work. See, you're you're overqualified, and uh, but Dave's underqualified, and so is Brusca. So it sort of evens <laughs> out. Right. And uh, and we're excited. We're tickled pink to have you. Thank you. I'm so 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 excited to be here. I really am. Okay. Now let's not have this turn ugly. Let's not. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And let me let me explain. I, I feel like I have to give everyone this speech. Good. Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm old school, but I I, I believe uh, work is work. I show up at work. I sort of uh, nod to everyone. How you doing? How you doing? We do our work, and then we get the f out of dodge. Right. That's that's the way I like to do it. Uh, nothing personal, but uh, the more time I see you people, the more time I think about work. Thus. They, that's my hourly rate goes down. Right. That's basically how it works. You make you make X amount a year. So the more we hang out, the less I make a year. I mean, the, I make the same a year, but I make that much less per hour. Is how how it breaks down. I like everyone. I work here, and I realize, and you you can chime in. Sometimes I get accused of, oh, he doesn't like me, or he has an attitude. I'm I'm usually just sort of pushing forward, thinking about something else. I respect everyone who works here, and I think I think we're going to get along just yeah. fine. So when you know you don't make eye, when he doesn't make eye contact with right. you and doesn't say hello or mm-hmm. good good day, mm-hmm. I think I personal. yeah I know where this is going. You cool? Yeah, I'm very cool with that. Um, I don't need a bear hug or mm-hmm. an invitation to the mm-hmm. 
family right. Christmas party. Well, you, right. you were here one, you're here one day too late because uh, Cinco de Mayo last Friday, you know, there was booze flowing free. Ozzy mm-hmm. made his flap steak, so on and so forth. Right. Most importantly, though, as I said earlier, the booze was flowing free. Yes. Particularly down Angie, the producer's throat. <laughs> yes. yes. Apparently. We had another incident. Really? We were earlier that, um, I hope it's okay if, if I mention Go it. Go ahead. She doesn't remember um, thing. Okay, good. But apparently she had a, a couple of bruises uh, on the wrist. She's not sure where they came from. And I wondered, is that one of those ten questions you ask yourself to know if you have a drinking problem? Yeah. If it, if it looks like you had leather restraints around your wrists and ankles the next morning, the paramedics had to tie you down. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. here's how drunk. Here's how mm. drunk. Let me just say this. I don't mm. know what sums it up any better than this. Bruska claims that uh, she was so drunk that uh, she was interested in him. Wow. Really? Uh, wow. That's right. That's not drunk. That's, that's started. That's a, that's a one-step program. Get to a meeting. <laughs> but she's also interested in me when she's not drunk, so that doesn't say much. Please, I'm you know. telling you. Damn, Michelle, I'm telling you. She was so drunk. I, I'm telling she, she wanted it. Anyone could have had her. I'm chubby or I'm a lesbian. <laughs> if you think about it. And you agreed, by the way. <laughs> if you think about, though, I never really thought about it this way, but women always have their sort of sexuality. Um it's it's always it's always there. It's 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 the wad of bills in the front pocket that you'll never get to kind of thing. And when they get drunk, they can wave it around a little bit. Guys, you know, just beneath the surface, women sort of have their sexuality, and just beneath the surface, men have their aggressive nature. It it's sort of underneath the makeup and hairspray, and for guys, it's underneath the suit and tie. But it's just it's right there. So when a guy has a few boozes. Hey, dude, you know, I'm not I, I'm not saying, but, you know, you want to bring it, it's right here. You know where to find it. You know what I mean? Guys have a few boozes, and they start talking a little about kicking ass and doing sort of violent whatever. Women have a few boozes. The sexuality, which is just under the surface, starts to bubble over mm-hmm. a little bit. I think uh, Angie is no exception to that. Thank God she's cute. Because there's nothing worse than when a troll starts getting into that. Oh, you wish you had some of this. Okay, yeah. baby. Oh. <laughs> what about the drunken just under the surface with men like on Sopranos last night where they have a little wine and then it's, I love you, man. Well, there are a lot of stored up feelings. You know, men men are uh, told, you know, hey, easy with the hugs. You can hug, but you must slap the guy like you're trying to dislodge a piece of gristle <laughs> from his windpipe. That's what you do. My stepdad will do that. Give, give you a hug, and then you turn your palm. You turn your hand. You open your hand so much that your palm actually sticks out further than your fingers, and then you very clumsily slap the guy on the spine, real scapula, real hard. Hey, okay, there. It's weird. It's weird and herky jerky feeling. So we would like we uh, we 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 long to probably uh, you know hug and do all the affectionate things that society won't let us. So when we have a few boozes, that that then comes pouring out as well. Well, I love the uh, the scene between uh, Chris Moltisante and Tony last night. That, that you know they recounting how they bo- how they boosted the wine from the two uh, toughs. You know the two mm-hmm. biker toughs. 
But uh, and that, that's my relationship with everybody is that then later there's really nothing more to talk about. You just keep rehashing the same stuff. That's, <laughs> that's basically how I get along with the world. What else yeah. is there to say? All right, I'm going to go home and watch TV. All right, well let's uh, let's talk. Ate Ozzy's flapstake last night. By the way, he uh, as predicted, he was uh, brought some home, brought some over to my house Friday after the barbecue. Although he says he was cleaned out. At the barbecue, he really said, it was a bounty of beef, mounds and mounds of flab steak and beans and sauces yes. to delight. It was it was good, but everyone who worked in the building made their way up to the balcony there and started devouring Ozzy's flab steak, and there was none left. But he set aside a little little bit for my wife, which I promptly ate last night. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now listen, my wife's a snob with leftovers, and I'll eat anything that I don't, it has. There's no expiration date. If it was good, it, it forever remains good, and I will eat it. She didn't want it. I ate it last night, so I ate the flapstick Friday, and I ate it. I ate it Sunday night, and I would have eaten it Saturday had my wife told me. Well, Ozzy came over Friday night, and I said, "Where's where's my flapstick?" And he said, "Duh, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it." About his twenty-six, take it. I realized that meant it was gone. I, he didn't tell me the part where he slipped some to my wife, slipped her the old flapstick. It he, sounds wrong. He's, he brought it over for lunch or something. He he actually, Ozzy makes multiple appearances at my house, and because he has my keys and all my codes, he physically shows up. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I'll nod off on the sofa and open my eyes, and Ozzy be standing there. Like, you know when the dog stares at you? Once in a while, yeah, but Ozzy just be standing there. Yeah, but I think you're looking at this uh, glass half empty, shocking, but uh, that that you wouldn't see the good in this. No, I like it. Oh, you do because it's beautiful that he can just you can just look in your refrigerator. What's this? No, that, that's. Oh my God, gold! That's what happens. Yeah. I, I'm still eating the beans and the rice from two weeks ago when he dropped off the enchilada casserole mm-hmm. for Easter. I should probably throw the shrimp side out. I didn't eat the shrimp side. I'm giving Ozzy a spare key to my place. I'll tell you, you could do a hell of a lot worse. And you can hear him coming, too, because he has a lot of keys like a janitor. He was there on Friday night, too. On Friday afternoon, I should say. We didn't make it to, to nightfall. Yeah. Now, it was a daytime drink, and, and, uh, and Ozzy tied one on. Angie, it was some crew, Brusca. I was wondering what had happened to my life. Yeah. This is the company I keep now. Nothing nothing like that daytime beer buzz, I'll tell you, on a Friday. All right, what do we got going today? Uh, comedian, actor Jay Thomas is coming in. Ozzy's got his uh, movie review of Mission Impossible, which I saw over the weekend. And uh, finally, I can weigh in on a movie Ozzy's seen, because I don't think I've seen any of the movies he's reviewed, believe it or not. You went this weekend? I thought you said we were going to go see it this week. I lied. Creep. You remember that lecture he just gave about if he sees you after hours, that's like working, unless Mm -hmm. you bring food like Ozzy. I can absolutely guarantee you now that you are on the jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee it. Uh, Let's see. uh, Frank Vincent's going to be calling in and... uh, Next up, a guy whose dog saved his life. He sniffed out a brain tumor. I have many thoughts about this and have had many thoughts about this uh, over the years, including using dogs to sniff out venereal diseases on the ladies. They're usually smelling that area anyway. And everything has a smell if you got a nose to pick it up. We just, thank Christ, we don't have the nose. But evidently, there's nothing that doesn't give off a scent. 
And, you know, they train those dogs. It's an interesting thing, the, the um, drug-sniffing dogs. You know, you say to yourself, well, they have drug-sniffing dogs. They have cocaine-sniffing dogs, marijuana-sniffing dogs. They have explosive-sniffing dogs. They have dogs that smell out backyard fruit and other forms of confection that are coming from other countries, sausages and stuff. How do they have a dog that smells all this stuff out? Any dog can smell any of this stuff. Any breed will work. They just look for a certain temperament in a dog. My dog wouldn't work because all my dog wants to do is eat and is sort of standoffish. But uh, if your dog's enthusiastic, it'll work. They can train it. They can train it for Coke. They can train it for explosives. They can train it for backyard fruit. They can train it for anything. And you know how they train it? They train it with a toy, which is just a towel that is wrapped up in rubber bands, like a hand towel. That becomes the dog's toy. And the dog thinks when he finds the cocaine, then he gets his toy. That's how they train it. So when the dog is running around the airport sniffing the suitcases, the dog is essentially just trying to get its toy. And once it finds the coke or the explosives or whatever, the trainer immediately just throws it this toy, and it, it loves to play with the toy. That's how that's how they train them. And like I said, that's why oh they have a beagle over here and they have a German Shepherd over there and they have a collie over there. They all actually Dalmatians don't seem to work. That's the only one because they're too hyper and too weird. But I, I've I've never seen a Dalmatian sniffing out anything. But yeah. the point is, is any dog will work, and evidently they can smell anything. Well, that's how we incent uh, Angie to do things around here. We say like, if you do this, another you get, beer. You get another beer. Everyone likes an incentive. Yeah. Once in a while, when I want to get her and and I can't find her in the building, Brusco <laughs> just hold a Miller Lite over his head and crack it. <laughs> That's all it takes. It's like the can opener. (laughs) All of a sudden, her ears perk up. What? She drops whatever she's working on. Just comes. I see her coming around the corner sideways. You hear that? (laughs) Sometimes you have to spell out. Does anyone have the B E E R? Yeah, yeah. Because if you say beer in front of her, she'll all all of a sudden start running in a circle. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, don't don't say beer unless you're going to give her a beer. Otherwise, it's unfair. Yeah, you just have to say, later on, we'll give Angie the... Right. (laughs) Damn it, she could have had her. She was all over me. What were the signs that you could have had her? I want to know. such BS. I didn't say that. I'm chubby or malignant. The truth is, he called me saying some other things that I won't mention. Oh. Wow. Really? What? Hold on. Getting ugly. He called you? Damn, a shack doesn't. He, he called me from his Hooters Pasadena thing. Oh, okay. Because he was bored. As he was that. on the clock. I see. It wasn't his time. It's so, Hooters time. I see. He was going to usurp your your weekend. I mean, listen, the Hooters working. girls, did they have nice bosoms? Yes, but it put me in mind of someone else with nice bosoms. <laughs> That's right. Jim Bresca. Here's a guy. I'm gay. Yeah, it's like you go to the Hooters, you see the Hooters girls, and it's like, well, sure, they have great bosoms, but are they in four rotisserie baseball leagues. No, there's only one person who has a C cup and is in four rotisserie leagues. That Bobby! Damashek, do you want to see my areolas? <laughs> Angie wanted them, but I'm saving them for you. All right, let's take ourselves a break. Get, a- get Angie in here. Crack, make the get sound. Get her in here. We'll take a quick... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, okay, here, okay, here she comes now. Here she comes. I hold her back. Right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with a guy's dog sniffed out his brain tumor after this. Hey, this is Danny Bonaduce. Please call Adam Carolla at 1-866-901-ADAM. Ask him if he's got bail money. 
Yes, it is, Adam. 866-901-ADAM. I went over to David Allen Greer's house this weekend, and uh, I was thinking about it when I was driving in. David has a wonderful home up in the hills of Los Angeles. Lives alone with his two big dogs. Um, a swimming pool view overlooking the entire San Fernando Valley. Up high atop the hills. And uh, he gave me a tour of the place. has a wine room, you know, has with the humidor, humidifier, whatever you want to call it. It's essentially one of those nouveau, new tech wine cellar kind of things encased in glass and big screen. TVs abound and a workout room and lots of vintage posters and tons of crap you couldn't have if you were married. Just junk around the house. It's kind of cool. Also, uh... One of those things a lot of hip brothers have, which is the old black art in advertising and stuff featuring yeah. uh, negative depictions of black people. I, I never say anything when I see it at the brother's house, but I always think uh, I wouldn't mind one of those, but I'm not sure how it would fly if I had it up at my house and you came to me. But then what's my version of that? You know, some weird negative depictions of white people in advertising that I got become obsessed with, uh, some white lawn the jockeys. White, the white cheat. The oh, yeah. Hood. Yeah, here's my clan museum. There is no racial bigotry here. <laughs> Point is, I walked through the house, saw the view, saw the deck, and it was one of those things where you're looking at the jacuzzi and the pool, and you're thinking, oh, man, get the honeys over here. Hot, do a little hot tub at night. Oh, they're going to go nuts for this wine room and the big screen TV. Open the garage, couple of super bikes. And listen, not any of these BS cruisers all you posers drive around in, stupid hogs. The whole motorcycle thing where you just cruise them, where you just sit back like you're on a folding chair and make a ton of noise going up and down the street like a retard. No, bikes that were made for carving up a canyon. I mean, that's the whole thing. Riding a motorcycle when you're in a position where your feet are higher than your head and you're leaned back and essentially you're in a hospital bed, what the hell do you want to do that with some bike that's got, you know, forks chopped out, you know, doesn't handle it all? Essentially, might as well just drive a station wagon at that point with a fan in your face, but these are cafe races. Know, you're talking about, like, like, uh, like uh, Hopper and uh, Fonda. Yeah, right? and, like and, and then just all the retarded posers who go up and down the street and they're big, stupid, knucklehead hogs, you know. They just make a ton of noise. They're just obnoxious. The guys are obnoxious. They look like poser idiots. Uh-huh. I'm I'm talking about the rice burners. I'm talking about the guys that are down in the position. Right, like you see on like a speed channel. Yes, you come yes. Across those guys, they tilt. They drag so their, their knee. elbow. Right, right yeah. Right. Full leathers, the whole thing. Anyway, he's got all that crap. Anyway, now my whole point is this: Dave's I don't Dave's in his mid forties, uh, maybe maybe more. 40s. Dag. Dag. Yes, David Allen Greer. I just remember walking through the house thinking, man, this guy's got it made in the shade. Made in the shade. And I, I left. And I thought, wow, that's sad. Because if this was a chick, if it was a 47-year-old woman who was living alone with her two dogs up in the hills, you'd be like, so sad. Yeah, especially if they were so cats. sad. Yeah. This <laughs> well, is pathetic. So sad that you are sad. <laughs> you have the same thing. You, yeah. have, you have cars uh, upon cars. And bikes and this and that, and TVs everywhere, and mm-hmm. wine cellars and so on and so forth, and a wife with twins on yes. the way. I know. What that's is the sad, sad about? That's the saddest part of the sad. <laughs> He's probably envious of you. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sweetie. <laughs> sure, news girl, be sure. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable. <laughs>
<laughs> and by the way, those little sounds and bleeps you keep hearing, Brian, uh, just to update, Mike Lynch, you know, went off and got married this mm -hmm. past weekend. So Brian, Who? the fool, the guy with the beard, uh, ball cap every day, sits right to your left usually. That guy, uh, the ball guy's always been there. No, no, no. He's been there for, I mean, the last day and a half or so, but I mean, not. He's always been there. I remember him from Loveline. <laughs> yeah, no, you know him. You've met each other. I mean, he's been around for a while. Hold he's on. Who are you? I'm Dave. Go home and get your f***ing shine box. <laughs> Damn, Michelle. Yeah. Your pal, who you blew off for Mission Impossible 3. I kind of remember seeing that movie this weekend. Anyway, so he's making, he's he's working the board instead of the phones right yeah. now, and that's why you just keep hearing random sounds popping up. I had to vomit. The vomit. That was Dag that's doing true. his vomit, right? Did we hear that? Yeah. There we go. Terrific. Yeah, I know. Look, it's pathetic. But all I'm saying is, is I left, I left the uh, tranquil uh, serenity of Dag's place last night, or I should say Saturday night, just after going on a tour of his sport bike museum, and I thought, wow, as pathetic, as lonely as it may be, wow, nice. <laughs> my life would be perfect if it weren't for the wife and twins. If it weren't for all the love in my life. Yes. <laughs> News girl this year. <laughs> the Ed, NGD. The Ed, yeah. <clears throat> hey, thanks for calling in. Uh, good morning to you, Adam. Good talking to you, uh, the Ed. Ed is our listener from Las Vegas, lives across the street from the Palms, and gives us our Desperate Housewives review every week. Yeah, I watched it again. It was a very good episode. I, I watched it again this morning. Oh, oh really? You taped it, huh? Oh, I got the TiVo. That's why you had mm. me doing this, remember? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got you the TiVo. That's right. Yeah, I'm the Tebow guy. That's right. Or as my black trainer calls it, Tebow, for the first eight years. Another guy videotape for that. You exercise with Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> you made a joke the about Ed, that. The Ed. Thanks, nice one. All right. So, uh, what'd you think of the review, or what'd you think of the episode last night? Good. The black people came back on the show again, Ooh. and the black lady was going to kill her her crazy black son, mm -hmm. but she decided to kill the other one instead. So mm -hmm. she's got him locked up in the basement now. And then the Gabriella and her husband, they don't have the baby no more. The, mm -hmm. the parents took the baby, so now they're trying to get the maid to get into a a situation to have the baby so she asked her husband if he would have the maid and her make a baby mm -hmm. the maid said she was a virgin so they didn't do it they took it to a, a store and and they gonna put a, a baby inside her mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah. then uh then lois she's in a world of trouble uh -huh. she found out that her husband didn't stop seeing the girl that she was seeing mm -hmm. And now the girl is mad at Lois, and now she put the house on fire that Lois lives in. She put it on fire. And it it was oh it was a mess a big a big glow fire everything just everywhere. Mm -hmm. And now her house is burned down. Mm -hmm. And then listen to this, Adam. You're not mm. gonna believe this. <laughs> the red-haired lady. You know she got that homo son, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, Lord. She got a daughter that's like 14. I've never seen her. I, I don't mm -hmm. know how she had a daughter that big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now she got a daughter that's just as mean as the boy. What did you say? Bladder that big? What did you say that big? 
A daughter. A daughter a that big. Oh, okay. Yeah. Daughter a that daughter. big. Okay. A daughter that big. She I got came you. Out, I don't know where she came from. Mm-hmm. So but now she's there at the dinner table with him, and so she invites her boyfriend over to have dinner with her daughter, the gay boy, and his gay boyfriend, mm-hmm. and they all are eating dinner, and her daughter is hitting on her boyfriend. Mm. So then the boy, he talks to the boyfriend because he finds out that the boyfriend is a sex addict. Mm-hmm. The boyfriend and the gay son get together in a bad way. Wow. And the red lady, red-haired lady, catch him. Ooh. So she takes the boy, the mm-hmm. gay boy, she says, look, gay son, I, I can't have it no more. <laughs> she put him in the car and drove him to the middle of nowhere, gave him $10 and a bag of cookies, and said, see ya. Well, that's protocol when you have a gay son. Yeah, I would, that's, that's what you what do. I, I wouldn't even give him the $10. By the time my son goes gay, I'll probably be 15 maybe $20 and bag of cookies. Now, the end of your homos, of, of your four sons, the Ed, none of them are gay, right? I got five sons. Five sons. I'm sorry, the Ed. Five. And none of them are gay, as far as you know? Oh, they they know better than that nonsense. That's just silly. <laughs> yeah. Don't silly. Do the like Ed, are you back on your feet from, uh, you know, you had the tough breakup with the uh, widow? The 26-year-old yeah, well, widow. Well, she called me the other day. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And so we, we talked about it. But, you know, she got a lot on her plate right now. And I, I need a girl who can just be there when I need her. Mm-hmm. You don't you know. But, but she she's a good cook. She makes, like, cookies and brownies and cakes and stuff all the time. And that she, know I got a sweet tooth for that. Right. She tried to, she tried to sweet talk me. Yeah. She, she, she wanted me to come to her house the other day instead of watch Kentucky Derby. I oh. said, no, I can't do it. But well, I, you had a lot I of money riding it. on that. You threw a lot of money on that point determined was your big pick on Friday for the race. How did that yeah. work out, Ed? I don't, I don't want to talk about that because <laughs> it didn't work out very well. Ruska said 10th the, place. I'm sorry to the people who bet on him. I, I apologize to everybody, but I can't send them no money for what they lost. I don't have it. I understand. You lost it yourself. All yeah. right, all right, the Ed. We need to take a break because uh, the guy whose dog saved his life by sniffing out his brain tumor is in here. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's a nice man. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a better dog. We'll find okay. out. We'll find out how nice he is in a second. But uh, nice job as usual, the Ed. Chin up, right. Ed. Yeah. You guys be good, and and, and uh, uh, my church group's still coming out. I just got to get with him, and, and I'm all right out there with him. Okay, so we'll see you soon. Hopefully. All right. Take uh, care, Ed. I'm doctor today, so I'll call you later. Oh, feel I, better. Uh, yeah, I would ask what it's about, but I'm, again, only marginally interested <laughs> in uh, the Ed. So we'll talk to him next week. Speaking of the doctor, the guy's dog sniffed out his brain tumors coming in here. We'll take a uh, quick break. Hold on a second. Matt? Yeah? You want to meet Ed? I would love to hang out with Ed. You would. I gotta see what I gotta see what makes this guy tick. He's hmm. interesting. Trying to figure out how to hook you. Are you in the Las Vegas area? Yes, sir. I, I don't live far from him. Mm-hmm. You live by the Palms Hotel? Uh, no, it's just freeway access. Right. It's just easy to jump over there. What do you do for a living? I drive rock around the city. Decorative rock. You drive? Oh, that's my ramp name, by the way. <laughs> Decorative rock. Yeah. It was. Then I went with man A's, man A's, you know, man A's, and then 
you know, now I've got this gig, so I don't do it anymore. What, so what do you do, a lot of landscaping stuff? Uh, I don't physically do it. I wouldn't be caught dead on the end of a shovel. I don't like many the labor, but I just drive a diesel for a rock around. Right. Drop it off. Yeah, you're not like the guy who spreads the rock around. You're the nobility who drives the flatbed around town with no air conditioning. Okay. <laughs> Sitting on a telephone box. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, Matt. We'll uh, we'll keep your phone number. I like when Matt, I like when folks turn their nose up at jobs that are marginally less demeaning than their job, but not much. Good argument could be made either way. You're driving around a gravel hauler. This guy's spreading around with a flathead shovel. At least he's burning. At least he's not morbidly obese. I'll give him that. He may he may have a sunburn, but at least he looks good with a shirt off because he's actually doing something. Yeah, well, it's the same. It's the same as when someone like Fat Tad rejects a, a woman. For, hey, what about well, I could set you up with my friend over here? She, uh, what about her? I don't she's think a so. pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen she, yourself? She's she's 18 pounds overweight. You're 118 pounds overweight. <laughs> That's the beauty of guys. I I really mean that a guy could be. Two, three hundred pounds over what his weight, his target weight should be. And if he saw a chick that was 28 pounds more than her weight, oh, she's a pig. No way. He might get drunk enough to throw her mercy at, but that uh, that'd be about it. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with the man who was saved by his dog after this. All right. Steve Werner's here. Steve had a brain tumor the size of a ping-pong ball. I'm not exaggerating. I'm looking at his uh, MRI of it. And, uh, yeah, maybe, geez, uh, are a golf ball and a ping-pong ball? What if someone put a, a gun to your head and said, which one's bigger, golf ball or ping-pong ball? That'd be a tough, <laughs> that'd be a coin toss, wouldn't it? Yeah. They seem to be almost exactly the same size. Anyway, Fresca, get to the bottom of that. Anyway, size of a golf ball, size of a ping pong ball. Steve's dog was, uh, he. well, Steve was watching the same 60 Minutes episode I was watching about nine or ten months ago, right, Steve? That's correct. And uh, this was, they did a story on dogs that sniffed out cancer. And your dog was sniffing your ear as you were watching the episode. Well, actually, it was in the same time period uh, mm-hmm. this was taking place, uh, she had been smelling my right ear nonstop for weeks on end, and uh, it just clicked one night after I saw the episode on 60 Minutes that uh, there's a correlation between how I was feeling and uh, what was going on inside my body. Were you feeling? Were you feeling the effects of this golf ball-sized tumor? No, the only symptom that I had was I had. Uh, ringing in my right ear, some uh, mm-hmm. tinnitus or tinnitus, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, I thought it was a family trait, not a big deal. I had mm-hmm. minor hearing loss, but nothing that would alarm anybody, and certainly I'm, I'm a non-smoking, 40-year-old, relatively healthy male, and mm-hmm. uh, that was the first major symptom that I had. So you had no reason to think there was a problem other than a little bit of tinnitus? No, no not at all. And so you watched this thing, got you thinking, your dog's sniffing your ear, and not sniffing the other ear, sniffing the right side ear. Right. It was um, in the same time period. What had happened was my other, her brother had passed away uh, a few weeks earlier. Your dog's brother. That my dog Wrigley's brother Camden had died, and it got me uh, very paranoid about my own health. Mm-hmm. And I went to the doctor three times that month and had EKGs done and heart tests and, and stress tests, and they couldn't figure out what it was. But I knew something was just off in my body, and I had been spending a lot of time with Wrigley on the floor uh, comforting her for her brother's loss 
and that's when she started uh, turning her head around and smelling my right ear. And I noticed one day there was always the right ear. That mm-hmm. like wax peeled up or something like that. And, yeah. And uh, it just, after I saw that 50 minutes, it was maybe an hour later, I was on the phone with my doctor. Right. You know, I need to come back down there. And they asked why. I said, well, I, you know, my dog's smelling my head, and they thought I was crazy. But, you know, what do they care? They get their copay. Right. So, uh, you know, back to the doctor I went, and my doctor was uh, sharp enough to realize that, uh, maybe it's time to get an MRI done. And as you can see from the picture, uh, it's a rather obvious uh, uh, growth inside my uh, inside yeah. noggin. Usually people exaggerate. If they say ping pong ball size, it's grape size. And if they say grape size, it's raisin size. But this looks to be bigger than a ping pong ball. I mean, it, it, uh, it's a rather large. It's a very large type of tumor from what I had, this uh, acoustic well, aroma. Other things, by the way, dogs can uh, sniff out pregnancy Pending epileptic seizures, tuberculosis, low blood sugar, pending heart attacks. How the hell do they smell out pending heart attacks? Uh, but anyway, cancer gives off its own stink. Everything gives off. That's, I, I've been saying for years, venereal sniffing dogs. Put them right at the front door of a party. Do you know what I mean? People come in. Sorry, sweetie, you're going to need this green wristband. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Dog's chasing its tail. I'm telling you, herpes, warts, they, uh, chlamydia, they all would have their own smell. The dog's right there. I've said it I've said it many times. Instead of going to the gynecologist, they just have dogs. Bring the dogs to work. Bring the van with the dog in it. I mean, everyone thinks I'm kidding, but look at it this way. How many women, especially young women, don't want to go to the gynecologist because it's uncomfortable? Very uncomfortable. I can tell you. No one wants a pap smear. Right. Especially at 16, 17, 15, whatever, whenever you begin these things. Nobody wants to do this. Meanwhile, the chick's got HPV. She doesn't know it. It's festering for years. She's spreading the warts along, and it's attacking her fallopian tubing. So, what do we do? We bring the dog in. Dog gives a quick sniff. Everyone lines up in front of the lockers. I run with the dog down the hallway. When the dog stops and starts the digging motion, we pull the chick out of line. That's all. We send her to a reconditioning camp. Everyone wears gray jumpsuits. It's going to be utopia. Just you wait. Anyway, sorry, Steve. So the dog sniffs it out. You go. You get the MRI. And then I get the uh, the bad phone call the next day. Which, yeah, how did that go? Uh, not well, actually. It was. Uh, they have you come in for the talk, or? Yeah, actually, my doctor called me the next day, and usually get that phone call. The doctor says, "It's fine. You know, watch your cholesterol. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that." This was the. Hey, by the way, we found something inside your head, and mm-hmm. she was very, uh, very good people person. Doctor, she came right back and said, "Don't worry. It's you know we know what kind of tumor it is, mm-hmm. and it's usually." Uh, but benign, not malignant. Which, mm-hmm. bottom line is, as far as you know, brain tumors go, uh, not so bad. Um, you know, thank God it wasn't cancer, and that's really, um, it was non-malignant. Mm-hmm. And this type of tumor is 99% of the time um, not non-cancerous. Right. I, I did lose my hearing, and as you can see, my my facial nerve is still. Uh, you have some trauma. paralysis in the right well, side of your face. Like, I sound like Bill Murray in Caddyshack right now, kind of that. Uh, you sound like our producer Angie after a couple cold ones. <laughs> You know, 9.45, 10 o'clock, she likes to crack her first cold one by noon. She's, uh, you know, well in the bag, and that's what she sounds like. But are, are they going to come back? Is it, is it going to yeah, come they, back? Uh, it's, 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 uh, they, they, got, they got all out. The reason here in L.A. is I'm at the, uh, I had it done at the house clinic, mm-hmm. which is d- downtown, which is 
the world-renowned for this type of uh, procedure. Seen and, the show on Fox, yeah. Yeah, the day, uh, House. Yeah, he has his own clinic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I'm back out here having the hearing uh, aid put on today, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it, it's it's gone. So uh, they got they got the tumor. They went inside your brain. Thank God we're living in the time we're living in, though. I mean, this yeah, would have but, been a death sentence at a certain point. Yeah, but on the other hand, though, what the, didn't the doctor say, like, uh, by the way, uh, we, we we can handle this, we know how to treat this and everything else, and, and uh, by the way, sorry we missed it, and Wrigley the dog had to uh, pick up our slack. <laughs> That's right. It, it was kind of a... Back in St. Louis, they, they call her uh, Doggy Hauser. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, Dr. Doggy like Hauser. Um, I like it one time. Two times I'm sick of it, but right. one time I like it. Yeah. So, um, she's, uh, Doggy Hauser, cute. It, it was one of those things where I, I truly believe that that unconditional love of my dog came back. Well, the, the, looked the, out for me. The thing is, too, is they're just not going to take a healthy 40-year-old guy and give him an MRI because, he's, because his dog died. It's not really their fault, the doctor's fault, but God, God, more, more so why you should love uh, Doggy Hauser, Wrigley, because <laughs> I, two times, that's my max. So. More so, this is why you should really love the dog, because it really shouldn't have been found by the doctors. Jason? Yes. You, uh, you have a question? Uh, yeah, Adam, how you doing? Good. Hey, I, I just wanted to know why this isn't getting enough attention in the news, but uh, last week uh, Mexico was about to legalize all the drugs for personal use, everything from heroin to marijuana. Yeah. And, and uh, the, the, the president the uh, president just sent it, I guess, sent it back because they were getting so much pressure from Bush and everybody on the uh, war on drugs or whatever. They think that they, they weren't paying enough attention to the war on drugs or whatever, but uh, mm-hmm. the, bill, the bill just got sent back for reform, I yeah. guess. For the revision, but if you think about it, all the all the oil they're just digging up in the Gulf, these guys are going to be the next Amsterdam and Vegas if they legalize that. I, hey, I mean, the problem we have with illegal. All right, that's got nothing to do with dogs and brain tumors. But here's my point. Here's a, first off, who cares about Mexico? You go there get, to get steroids and hookers as it Viagra. is. Yeah, so now you can get some weed and some coke to go with your steroids and your hookers and your painkillers as you just get at the pharmacia. It's a lawless community with almost zero in the government department. Do we, should we pretend that we're surprised by anything that goes on over there? They have a horrible, corrupt government. Their people are fleeing their horrible country that their government has created, and we're surprised when they're going to make a couple of tootskis of coke legal? Everything's legal over there if you have a hundred bucks in your wallet. Jesus Christ, people. Some coke and go crazy. Yes, it's a lawless dump. That's why everyone flees to our, our country. Other than that, San Diego and Tijuana's a arbitrary line in the desert. It's just a line in the desert. Take a satellite photo. Take a satellite photo of the Baja Peninsula, Mexico, where Arizona and California end off. There's no difference. There's a line that somebody drew. They put them on that side of the line. They put us on this side of the line. They have a lawless community with a corrupt government. Therefore, they have a horrible economy, and they try to get on our side of the line. Other than that, there's no difference. Please, everybody. Why is everyone surprised? All right. Sorry. Where was I? Steve? God bless you. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> so, what are you doing? Have you have you done anything for your dog? Have you have you gotten him a jerky treat or anything? Yeah, she's uh, extremely well taken care of. My, my neighbors come by and bring her treats all the time. Occasionally, unfortunately, now I have the occasional neighbor that comes by and asks if wants a sniff. Yeah, actually, I, I did. Somebody came by the other day and said her back was hurting, and uh, yeah. you can Wrigley check her out. Like, yeah, 50 yeah, bucks. fifty bucks. I think I have prostatitis. <laughs> Could you give him? 
That's what we call the dog. <laughs> Just kidding. I know you took offense to that. Uh, and the prognosis is good. You get your hearing aid. Uh, the hearing uh, little box will be put on today. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I said, the, the house, the face should come back in uh, a few months. And other than that, we're, we're good to go. You, you absolutely, though, should be able to make a fortune off of this. If the Benny Hens of the world, the televangelists, can uh, cash in on uh, on healing people, you should take Wrigley the Magic Dog. Yeah. Doggy Hauser out on the road. and, and uh, the fourth time. That's right. Now it's not. Now it's officially not clever anymore. Yeah, take them on the road. Go to the red states and just have them line up and put money in the basket. That's the holy dog. Steve, thanks a lot for coming in. Good luck on the uh, recovery. And we'll be right back with news and sports after this. Adam and he says I say Hoffman and he says Buzzman Adam Hoffman Buzzman That's just how Oswaldo talks I say racist and he says I say confusion and he says Confusion Racist Racist Confusion Confusion That's just how Oswaldo talks Having an Oz man. Good morning. Good morning, Ozzy. Fantabulous. Ozzy is going to give us his review of Mission Impossible 3 in a couple of few, but we brought him in now because I know he's a big fan of Teresa Strasser and she officially starts her first day here as the new news girl. Ozzy, your fan, you'd like to say some words to her? Yeah. is the lady, you know, in the point for the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You got it, baby. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you attracted to her physically, Ozzy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say, yeah, you know. Not so much, though. Not so much. I'm not the most attractive news girl, right? But I'm still your favorite. Yep. Lovely creature. Mm-hmm. Very good for the news. Very good for the news. Thank you. Can't very, change very, the news, but you can change, make it better. Very very good body, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good body. She's got a dreamy body, but Jaron, but uh, you told a story the other day about Jaron, about a nightmare you had. <gasps> oh, God. No, remember tell me. Tell that story. Let me know, remember you. Tell mm-hmm. the story. What happened, Ozzy? From um, the intern in Vegas, remember? Yeah. You know, um, remember in, in the time in Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. Jaron, you know, Take my in my room, you know. Take the other bed. Jaron, Jaron, the intern, the black intern who's white though on the inside. Right. Jaron off the hizzle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's something, you know. Every time with Jaron, you know, um, he have you know the body and the bed, you know, sleeping. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, the the, the bug to Jaron and uh, you know, it's like a little. Um, uh, one this day, you know, I have a drink with him, you know. Uh-huh. This story sounds like it would be really racy if I had any idea what you were know, saying. Do something, you know. I, I, he touched my, my boot, you know. He touched your butt? Wow. In oh, your yeah. dream? Yeah. Jerome touched your behind yeah, in, in your said, dream. Jerome, Jerome, what are you doing, Jerome? You know? mm-hmm. Jerome, don't talk to me nothing. How come you can pronounce Jerome's name and you've known him for six weeks and you, we've known each other for 16 years and you can't pronounce my name? Oh, I don't know. Just try it today. Maybe <laughs> I don't, you can I don't do know, Ace. Yeah, oh, you can say Ace, no problem, but the Adam he has difficulty with. Huh? Yeah. Oh. All right, so you got it. Look, all I know is you're hot for Jerron. That's about what I got from that story. He put his hand on your butt. Yeah. 
tan ágil, you know, what are you doing? Angindo tal terminating. I open my eyes, you know, I see, you know, you know, in this position. Oh, oh no. Yeah. no! It's made a nasty image, yeah. a flagellating sort of Open thing. Open his mouth and grab some butt cheeks. Yeah, not acceptable, especially in your part of the world. They look down on that kind of activity. Yeah, you know, I wake up very, very quick, you know, and my wife asking me, what, what are you doing? Why, why are you taking all erect to, to your party, you know? And what? Erect? erect? Yeah. You are erect. Yeah, you know, look, this is all fun and games for you guys, but I got I got to see this guy on almost a daily basis, so I'm just going to nip this one in the bud. This is sort of like your dad. Tell- he gave you the bone. Jerron gave you the bone. What Correct. the hell? Nasty guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I mean, a dream is, you know, uh, like a letter from your unconscious. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the symbolism is of Jerron intruding you in that way. Yeah. So Ozzy's fantasy, in other words, has come true. He didn't know it was his fantasy until it happened. And right. now he's happy about it. Is that right? Our gay. <laughs> a gay? Hey, Nick. Yeah. You're uh, calling about the De La Hoya fight? Yeah, I've seen uh, how you thought about that. Well, it was a good fight. Isn't... Uh, isn't the guy he fought from your homeland? Isn't he uh, Oswaldo? Isn't yeah. Mayorga from uh, Nicaragua? The guy Mayorga from, from Nicaragua. Yeah. My country. I'll, uh, he licked him, right? Nasty guy, you know. Yeah. He's a gangster, man. He's a gangster. Yeah, it was a good fight. I watched it with Dag over the weekend. You know, the uh, thing that's... You know, I'll tell you what I like about boxing, which is uh, Mayorga is a badass, and he always makes all these threats, and he insults the person's sexual proclivities and makes fun of their wives and mothers and everything, and he blows smoke in everyone's face. He does all this mugging and posing, and everyone always buys into it. And then they see Oscar De La Hoya on the other side, and they hear Oscar De La Hoya talk, and Oscar De La Hoya is like, well... I have great respect for my opponent, and we'll find out Saturday night who the better man is. And you're like, this guy's going to get killed by this guy because look at him. He has a tat on his chest, and he's blowing smoke rings, and he's doing all this posing and preening. And De La Hoya's like, I, I want to I welcome all the fans who come out and watch me at MGM. And you're like, oh, he's going to destroy him. But you realize it's a sport. And De La Hoya's been doing it since he was eight years old, and there's not many better at it than him. And you get so caught up in the part of the sport where it has to do with the bravado and the posing and everything, then they get in the ring, and there's no more talking. Now it's all sport. And the guy who's actually better at the sport, which is De La Hoya, just takes the other guy to school. It's the same way as if you talked a great game, but then someone put a tennis racket in your hand, and now you had to go beat Yvonne Lendl or whoever the hell, you know, Andre Agassi. Oh, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to destroy him. All right, well, now it's time to play. And this guy has a 130-mile-an-hour serve, so what are you going to do about it? Well, you understand, though, let me just defend trash talking yeah. for one second. First of all, so it sets up uh, De La Hoya versus Mayweather, right? I mean, yeah. That's what it looks like it's going to be. Which maybe. Be dime, maybe. I think. maybe. But anyway, here's the thing with trash talking. People say to me when we play basketball, for instance, Dave, you talk so much trash before the game. You know, why don't you just why don't you just play the game? Listen, 
If I were good at basketball, I wouldn't talk trash. I would, I, if I had the luxury of letting my actions speak for themselves, mm-hmm. I would certainly do it. If mm-hmm. you take the trash talking away from me, what else is there? I'm right. terrible. You That's right. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I think it psychs out your opponent. And therefore, makes up your... At least I get to feel like I can do one part of the game when I tra- talk trash before the game begins. Well, in boxing, it doesn't oftentimes work. It oftentimes just motivates the other it. guy. And then you get your licking from the guy who sounds like the most mild-mannered guy in the world, which is Oscar De La Hoya, who's just actually very good at his job. Yes, Oswaldo. You know, they have one slogan in my country. They have, the slogan say. Dog make a noise, mm-hmm. no bite. Mm-hmm. Perro que ladra no muerde. Yeah, He's that's right. Mallorca, you know? Yeah, all bark and no bite. Yep. Duran doesn't bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just blows. He licks. That's oh. right. He <laughs> Mike? Yeah, Adam, I just, you know, that's a brilliant idea about the venereal uh, disease-sniffing dog. I just, I just wanted to add a little bit of something, if I may. Sure. A, a specific breed would be a, a beaver hound. Thank you. Okay. They, if, in fact, they have them. Do they have them? Well, they'd have to make them up. Oh, I see. All right. Well, then it's retarded. <laughs> but thank you, yes. Look, if I'm throwing a party and I'm a single dude, I put the dog by the door. It's a medium-sized dog, so its snout is right about crotch height. Every girl that comes into the party will always stop and pet the dog. Hey, how you doing? The dog gives a little sniff in that area, and then boom. Either she gets in with the green wristband, or she gets the black wristband and has to go to this side of the party. That's where the condoms are dispensed. That's all. <laughs> all right, we got to do the news and the sports. Jerron, what do you want? Now, before Ozzy leaves, Jerron uh, just told me it wasn't a dream. It was real. What was Ozzy? Oh, yeah, sure did it to him, huh? Oh you got a little bit too God. drunk at the bar that one night. Really? Yeah. All right. Get out. You good? Get out, get out. All right. Jerron <laughs> off the hizzle. Ozzy, I have no idea what that story meant, but I'm frightened. Please leave. Okay. Get your affairs in order. And uh, we'll see you on your Mission Impossible 3 review, which is uh, coming up. But first, it is time for Teresa Strasser and the news. When asked by a German newspaper about his best and worst moments in office, President Bush gave an unusual answer. According to the interview released yesterday, his worst moment, not surprisingly, was 9-11. But his best? Catching a seven and a half pound largemouth bass. We should get a dog to sniff his ear. <laughs> he may have a tumor at this point. It would be actually a nice out and sort of an interesting, interesting, uh, you know, his his approval rating has, has never been lower. He's got a couple more year, years left on his dance card. Even his own party now hates him. It'd be an interesting story if he somehow faked a tumor. Everyone would lighten up on him immediately. Then we'd, there'd be speculation. Well, maybe this decision was made while the tumor was growing and putting pressure on his frontal lobe. The Democrats would get off his back because they would seem like pigs if they were jumping on him when he had this tumor. He just wraps some gauze around his forehead and continues on, and then we all think he's brave. I bet his approval rating goes right through the roof. Let's maybe, do it. Maybe Wrigley's free. Yes. And Good. And sniff something out. Yes. In entertainment news, on The Sopranos last night, Christopher's girlfriend admits she's pregnant, and there's an uncomfortable moment where you're not exactly sure how Christopher's going to react. What? I'm pregnant. You know it's my fault. I know I shouldn't let you take off the rubber. I I thought we were okay. I was due for my period. My cycle's like clockwork. Stop. I'll call the clinic tomorrow. Stop talking. Let's get married. What? Drive to AC, make a day out of it. Are you serious? 
love you. That's where my wife pointed out that AC stood for Atlantic City. And I explained, that's my goddamn initial, sweetie. Don't worry. I know what it stands for. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, Chris Moltisante then, after he gets hitched and everything, he then uh, spikes up. You know, he gets back on the horse. Yeah. yeah that gets was back weird. on the age. And then pukes. Now, yes. how many pukes have we had on The Sopranos this year? It there worked. is more. There is a, there is a, a river of vomit. Yeah, from this show this, se- this season. Well, I gotta tell you, in general, there's more. It, we, we've gone. We, we're at a crossroads at, a, at about. I remember when we first did the Man Show. One of the first things we did is we went out to a. Uh, Fraternity bar, and we got we found some. We start paying guys to do crazy stuff. And we had a guy eat a stick of butter, and he yacked. And we had to tile it out. We couldn't show him yacking. This is 1998 or something. Could not show vomiting on TV. We got to a crossroads in the mid 90s. Look, we can't show boobies. We can't show ass crack. We can't show pubes. We can't show anything of that. You know, areola. We can't show any of that. And we can't show yeah. limits as, as off limits as they ever were but i can tune in to entertainment tonight at 7:30 in the evening as i'm eating my dinner in front of the tv set and see the 1000 pound man have a, a guy doctor with a sharpie draw it over his heaping panis and start cutting it away like like flaps of whale blubber on the, on some japanese beach that, no problem at all. And then if a guy wants to yak on Fear Factor and he wants to blow stuff out of his nose or I want to turn on Survivor and see people eating dung beetles by the handful and then, and then files flying out of their no difficulties at all. I think it's all they want, but I'm just bringing it to a bigger point, which is, at some point about ten years ago, none of this was acceptable. Now, the boobs are just as unacceptable as it ever was. The language is probably less acceptable than it ever was, but we're having a yak parade. Everyone gets to vomit on TV now. But just because you're allowed to do it, do we have to do it every week? I, I, I don't know, but I HBO's HBO, and at least they'll show some boobies. And if you want to show some boobies and yak, that's fine. I'm just talking about Fear Factor when the hot Playboy bikini chick is bobbing her head into the fish tank of, of, of whale semen and pulling the uh, dead uh, tortoise eyeballs out, and she's throwing up and this stuff's dripping from her face, but meanwhile... Her bikini briefs have slid down a little bit, and we see a little of her ass cracks. So we have to tile that out. That has to be tiled out. Seems arbitrary, uh, doesn't I, it? I, what, I, listen, if you're an atheist, I'm, I'm convinced they're trying to get all atheists to kill themselves. That, it's, it's a master plan by the right wing just to get atheists to eventually take their own life, because I'm this close. I just, I'm, I'm not meant to be here. I don't understand the rules. Nothing makes sense. Thank you. I'm taking crazy pills. That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like. Yes, more vomiting, less areola. We, I think we can all agree on that, especially when we're eating. Thank Frank you. Vincent going to be calling in later. 
mm-hmm. for more Sopranos talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole Richie finally admits that she is too thin. Mm-hmm. She yeah. says, we don't know. We she don't doesn't know. have any eating disorder. She's, well, just, she's seeing a doctor and a nutritionist. Right. All 23-year-old girls see doctors and nutritionists because of their weight. Well, in an interview with Vanity Fair, which hits the stands tomorrow, she tells the magazine, quote, I'm not happy with the way I look right now. Although she does claim that she does not have anorexia. Uh, I've said it once. I've, I've said it a, a, a thousand times. What do we give a rat's ass about Nicole Richie for? Uh, I know Nicole Richie. I've met her a few times, and she's she's perfectly nice. She's a uh, a generous six and a half on the looks department. Um, that's on on a good day compared to other female celebrities. And I'm not exactly sure what she does for a living, other than she did a show with Paris Hilton yes. a few years back that got a lot of press, but probably didn't do that great in the numbers. What is the big deal? And how does this work that we decide arbitrarily that we all need to know what uh, Nicole Richie is up to? Well, I actually, it's interesting that you should say this because I had the problem when I was writing the story that I actually didn't know how to refer to her, so I just said the Simple Life star because I couldn't say actress. Right. And I couldn't say, yes, you know, musician or right. whatever Paris Hilton is. Um, right. Yeah, at least Eva Longoria is good-looking. She's another one somebody decided 11 months ago we all didn't get enough of. There's two things we all need, somebody decided. We need more vomiting, more yakking on TV, more Eva Longoria, and more Nicole Richie. But at least I'd like to F Eva Longoria. Is Nicole Richie too thin Vengeance for you? F, by the way, but F right. nonetheless, yes. But Nicole Richie too thin for you. And the, Too whatever. She could pack on 20 pounds or she could lose another 20. If you went to high school with her, you wouldn't have wanted to have her. Is there a male that's attracted to Nicole Richie? Dave? I certainly am not. No. Have you ever fat or skinny Nicole Richie? I'm not interested. Have you ever met any guy say, oh, oh, I beg to differ? Never. And, I mean, that's that's how it works with all these chicks. You bring up somebody's name and somebody goes, oh, you know, Dave will bring up uh, one of the Simpson sisters and and a fight will break out over at the writer's room at Kimmel. Oh, no, I, Ashley Simpson. No, I think Ashley Simpson's hot. No, I don't like it. At least there's somebody will pipe up. Right. You, you, could, you could stand up in a room of 10,000 men and yell into a PA system, I would not poke Nicole Richie with a mop handle, and nobody would say a word. I'm learning a lot today. Yes, and look, there's nothing wrong with her. There's a guy for her, I'm sure. But what, what's the deal? Get out of the news. We're not interested. Nobody cares. Go about your business, do your thing, have your eating disorder, do whatever you want. We don't care anymore. She will no longer be in this news, Adam. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I don't even know what she does. Again, I, I'm not quite sure. Okay. Good news for virgins. A brothel in Berlin is now offering special deals for first-timers, according to a German Ooh. newspaper. The brothel charges 60 euros, which is about $76, for a half an hour of sex, which works within the laws of Germany where prostitution is legal. Ooh. Prostitutes are given sensitivity training for first-timers who are often 40 years or older. Ooh, really? Yeah. Wow. I've never had a hooker. No? For real. No. Never? Really? No. Never. Uh, Ryan? <laughs> no. That leaves you. Yeah. No. Really? No. no. Never. You know. Never. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. And somebody ought to do functional MRI tests of guys that are 
frequent lots of hookers. It's either Inya or it's not. Believe me, I'm a big fan of the lap dance, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't turn my nose up at the hookers or or sit in judgment of those. No, who I'm frequent all in favor them. of it being legal, of course. It's, it's just one of those things where it's like either either you're in or you're not, and I'm just not in. Never, never well, have been. Well, with a face like this, I don't need to pay for it. Believe. Me. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Mission Impossible 3 finished first at the box office with an estimated $48 million take. Now, that's a solid opening, but well below industry expectations for the sequel. Mm -hmm. There's some speculation that the Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes, Baby Watch kept the press from actually focusing on the film. Mm -hmm. Adam, you saw it. Mm Mm-hmm. You liked it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It was just what it seems to be. Nonstop action, well executed. Tom Cruise did a good job, and it's a little more intense than the uh, previous two, but it's a good it's a good movie. And I, I was thinking when I was driving in when people were talking about it being disappointed as far as the opening, being disappointing as far as the opening weekend grows. You know, Cruise did all this press, and then people hypothesize, you know, well, maybe he did too much press. Maybe he was just out there too much. Look, nobody knows anything. This is what I'm starting to realize. Some movies open big, some don't. Some people decide to see it. I, I don't know if it has to do with the Earth's magnetic core. I don't know if it's too much press. People speculating. Tom Cruise's uh, real-life uh, personality was just too much over the news. No, no, no. Nothing has to do with anything. For some reason, some things work. For some reason, some things don't. It was sunny outside, and everybody spent the weekend frolicking outdoors. For whatever reason. Right. Well, the second um, highest gross film was at $11 million, which is far, far less, and that was RV. I, I, yeah, I would say if you more than uh, forpled, that's right, I went to North yep. Hollywood High, you're, you're <laughs> second place. You know, you make $48 million, they make $11 million. You had yourself a pretty decent yeah. weekend. I think internationally they did something. I, like I don't them. think uh, Cruz should kill himself just yet. Let's just wait until next weekend when it only makes $37 million and then you squeeze the trigger. All right. I'm Teresa Strasser. That's the news. It's time for Dave Damashek's number one sports. Number one sports. Do it, Dave. Hold on, Dave. Brent went to a German brothel. Oh. Yes. Yes, this is Brent. You yeah, went to a German brothel? Yeah, I was on a school trip when I was 15, and uh, they're not the nicest places to visit. Yeah. Got a big old metal door, and it looks like a 1920s speakeasy when they slide the little thing over, and you get this huge guy behind the door, and uh-huh. a couple of friends snuck out into it. And were you guys on a brothel tour, or was the school there another business? We had to sneak out past our counselor to get... We just wanted to go out and drink, but we found this place instead. You know, there's only about 40 American dollars. This was back in, like, 92. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it, was, uh, it was interesting. Did you did you get the virgin discount? No, I wasn't a virgin, but uh, they were very nice. Yeah, but he's a dude. You don't have a hymen. Although I believe you have a symbolic B hymen. Mine is still intact, by the way, Bill. Did you but, use... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Adam. But I'm just saying, why not just say you're... Why not say you're a virgin? I do, even with my wife, <laughs> each time. Now, Bill, did you, uh, what was it, a half an hour you paid for? Uh, it was just, you know, hit it and quit. You just, just hit walk it. in, ha- handle your business, and leave. Right. 
Well, right. they, didn't, they didn't have the half an hour to do it as many times as you wanted, kind of thing. I see. Well, he didn't. He didn't need the half hour. He was well, that's what I'm asking. I was. At, I wonder if you pay for an hour and you, you know, you're through in uh, seven minutes. What, you know, do you, do you hang out and get to know one another? Have some schnitzel. Yeah, because there's a lot of other interesting things going on, like two women going at it on the stage. So you get a little better strip mm. show than you do here in Vegas. Do uh, all white chicks, by the way? How does it work over there? Yeah, one lady actually spoke English, which was probably the like mm. the hostess lady. And the rest of them, you know, just nice. know how to say sex in, in English. That was about it. That's what you want. All right, so so Brent, you went with your high school to Germany or junior high? Uh, high school. I was uh, in ninth grade. It was like a, just a program offered to my uh, history teacher. All right. I, I swear to Christ. I, I am telling you I went on one field trip. No, two field trips in my whole goddamn life with school. One was to the Laurie's seasoning plant in Eagle Rock, huh. where I left with a packet of taco seasoning. And the other was to Alvera Street. Which is the Mexican street down uh, about about eight miles as the crow flies from my junior high. And by the way, anyone who's listening from Alvera Street, uh, no need for Alvera Street anymore. Los Angeles is Alvera Street. Sepulveda is Alvera Street. Every street is Alvera Street now. Do you understand? You can go see the Mexicans, eat the food, and buy the little marionettes of the banditos. Everywhere and anywhere now. So Los Angeles is now officially Alvera Street. No reason to have a Mexican street in the middle of Mexico anymore. Thank you. The well, more you know. Way, but Bill Those just are the said, two crappy places I went. Bill said he was uh, ninth grade when he went to this, and he said he was not a virgin. He was 14 years of age. He'd already had the pleasures of a woman. Yes. Sweet. Well, he may have had it. may have technically been 15 and still right, had it. Now it's time for the sports. <laughs> We're not going to replay the song, are we? And, well, do you want to replay it? No. All right, then let's hear it. All then right. let's hear it. <laughs> I didn't know that was going. And Brian right on top. There we go. It's time Still good. For Dave Damashek's number one sports. Number one sports. Do it, Dave. I'm trying to do my best here under really difficult circumstances. Brian, it's really as though he's drunk. The sound itself sounds drunk. It's warbly, inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only Angie understands. Speaking, speaking of uh, bad news, I don't want to talk too much about Saturday night's game between the Suns and the Lakers any more than I have to. Mm. Fear of embarrassing poor <clears throat> Smush Parker mm. any further than he embarrassed himself. I'll try and keep it down. Hmm. But just in case you missed it, the Suns brought shame to Kobe and his pals. They ran him out of the building. Kobe was so bad in the second half, he had to buy his wife more jewelry. Wow. Mm. I didn't know that. During the game. Actually, during the game. There we go. He ran over to Zales. (laughs) During the game, wow. Now it's up to L.A.'s best pro team, the Clips, to get vengeance Mm -hmm. on behalf of their doormates in the Staples Center. Such a shame. Unless you're a Suns fan, of course. Would have been fun to see the Clippers and Lakers play one another. Still ought to be fun. Mm -hmm. 7.30 tonight it begins. Game Mm -hmm. one. Clips. Phoenix. Maggette. The Matrix. Brand. Nash. Ooh la la. They're the L.A. Clippers, they're finally kicking ass, oh yeah. It took them so long not to suck, and oh man, they sucked. 
awful. <laughs> All right, other series going on. Yes, other game one yesterday between Dallas and the defending champions. First, Tim Duncan and company pulled that one out. Stanley Cup playoffs. Anaheim Mighty Ducks are now up 2-0. On the Colorado Avs, thanks to their rookie netminder, Ilya Brisgala. Mm-hmm. He pitched his third straight shutout yesterday. They have some great names on that Ducks team. Ruslan Soleil, yeah. Joffrey Lupel. They both scored goals, not to mention the only man who can give Chichu, Jonathan Chichu, a run for his money in the name department. Tamu Solani. Tamu. Speaking <laughs> of my main man, Chichu, he and his chumps took game one last night in San Jose. Sharks dumped the Edmonton Oilers. They're now up 1-0 in that series. Can you imagine if the Sharks and Ducks play each other? Chichu, Tamu. Wow. Tamu, Chichu. In fact, I thought of a funny song when Brian, was, uh, when Brian played Say You, Say Me. Mm-hmm. Chichu, Tamu. <laughs> I know how much you love the whole Richie family. I thought you'd be. Chichu, Tamu. See, I assume you're focusing on my uh, rants. Right. And not coming up with Lionel Richie songs, but now I know the truth. His head is elsewhere. Chichu, Tamu. <laughs> Score some goals. <laughs> Jonathan Chichu. All right. I'll work mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, please. Now, I know people are still feeling low in L.A. about the Lakers thing, but I have to say this. Sports are still dynamite. I lived it yesterday. Me and me and my lady friend got in the automobile, and we drove to Chavez Ravine, and we sat out in the sun mm. in the, new, the, the newly uh, uh, rehabbed. Dodger Park, and we we ate Dodger dogs, mm. and we drank beer. Yeah, we ate garlic fries. Get nice. out to the ball yard, I say. Yeah, hurry too. Only uh, another eleven months left before wow. the before your team at five hundred makes the playoffs. It was hat hurry. Day too. Go now. By the way, turn the radio off and go now. <laughs> hat day. It was hat day. I got a Dodger hat. It's nice. Yeah. I know it's just May, but the NOS heating up ever so slightly. They don't have hat. They don't have whatever day in football, do they? No, they no. don't do that. No, no they don't. You know why? Because people want to go. Right. They wait in line and they scalp tickets. Don't right. you understand? Because it's a great sport. Yesterday there was a game. You sat out in the sun. Tomorrow night you'll go out and you sit and you watch the sunset over the hills. It'd be beyond the outfield in Chavez Ravine. Then on Thursday they have a day game, a getaway day, businessman special. That's Nothing right. better. Right. Don't expect to see me here. Mm. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Nice. Just keep pushing, Corolla. Nice. Mm-hmm. Dodgers completed their sweep of uh, the Milwaukee uh, beer guys. And mm-hmm. uh, the Padres, meantime, they've reeled off eight straight. Still looking up, though, at the Arizona Snakes in the standings, sitting in last place, the Giants. Barry the Creek Bonds hit a home run, 7-13 last night. Here's what a great guy is. Oh, no one's rooting for me. No one's rooting for me. The guy who got the ball, caught the ball. Barry Bonds refused to sign it for him. Really? Dynamite fella. There was a standing ovation, though, when he hit the home run. They were just stretching. It was right for the seventh inning. <laughs> I can't believe that. Fair. Junior circuit, Halos, Mariners, Athletics, all losers. And I would like to continue, but uh, but Brusco over there has given me the card. Well, well, we're running late. Damashek, we're running out of time. Please. <laughs> please, my short sports. Please, Damashek. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Jay Thomas is going to be in here in uh, just one moment. 
trying to think of uh look at IMDB Jay. Jay Jay's done a lot of a lot of big movies. Cheers he was on for everything. Oh yeah. Mr. Holland's Opus. Yes, love that movie. He did that TV show with Susan Day, too. The oh, really? Partridge family, yeah. Got to work that out. Work in Mindy. Anyway, uh, Jay will be out here in uh, just a moment, and he's a contractor, apparently, so uh, we'll have a little competition, see who the actual contractor is after this. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Jay Thomas in studio. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, um, usually you, you know you lie when you say this, but I'm actually a fan of yours. Uh, you know, usually meet people. Oh, a big fan. But I am, and I, it's a, a pleasure to meet you. And um, you know, I was in radio in, in L.A. for like ten years. I know, long You're, time. Yeah, Power 106. Right? Can you imagine? Nine, uh, 86 to 92, and I know because I wasn't in radio at that time, and I used to listen to you. And the, the thing about uh, Jay, he said he was a fan of mine, right? Yep. Yes. All right, so I can be a fan of his. Of okay. course. All right. It's nice to return the favor. Well, Jay Thomas, first off, uh, in Mork and Mindy, which... Oh, Jesus. Well, here's the... <laughs> Here's the thing. You know what's sad? I mean, everyone, it's almost like people that work with me, there's a curse. They're all dead or something. You know, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mork and Mindy. Well, first off, you don't seem very old. I have no idea how old you are. How old were you when you were in Mork and Mindy? Well, I had gone to New York to be a disc jockey after college. I was in my 20s. And um, so um, I I worked in New York as a DJ, but I wanted to be an actor. So I left the South Mm -hmm. and I did that. And I auditioned. And I got Mork and Mindy. It was like stupid. It was like uh, luck. Like Robin, it was the biggest show on TV. And then I get to the set, and the guy couldn't stand me, you know, from the first minute he saw me. Robin Williams? Oh, please, couldn't stand me. Really? Because I guess I thought... I was just as funny as he was, <laughs> which is a big mistake to make. And uh, and I figured, you know, everybody's like me, you know, hang out, you know, we're all, you know, comrades and all that. Sure. And, uh, you know, I put a lot of put-down humor. You know, I remember once um, he complained that people were bothering him, you know, and I said, well, you wear the friggin' suspenders and the hat. You dress like a clown. Why don't you, you know, dress some other way and <laughs> don't look so stupid? He would become offended by it. It was like, it was all very shocking. You know? Right. So, I did about, you know, five lines in 35 shows. Right. You know, and I was there for two years. So, you're famous because your picture's in the front of the show. Right. But I didn't do anything in the in the show. And then off to uh, Cheers, of course, yes. where you played uh, Carla's boyfriend. Right. Now, how... Well, she couldn't stand me either. Really? really? Couldn't stand me. No. What do you think? I didn't stay on the show. They killed me. What do you think that means? You think Carla killed you? Well, she probably said, you Why know, couldn't she stand you? I used to have the radio show, and right. so people call up and they go, "Oh, you're that guy. You're on. Remember, you're on the big giant TV show, right? And you have a big giant radio show. So they call up. You didn't want to not be funny, so they'd say, "What are you doing with uh, Carla? Can't you get anybody better looking on TV or whatever?" Right. And I would say, "Oh, I get combat pay for making out with them. We rub our stubble <laughs> together, and I'd make a joke." You've never seen me in a Danny DeVito movie, have you? Right? No. No. That's a good point, but I haven't been so in many either. They couldn't stand me. No going. with me. Go to Candace. Bergen. Candace Bergen, Murphy Brown. She loved me. Really? She did like me. Really? Well, smart. She was, yeah, she so, was. Look, that's what you want. You want the I hotties won, to I won a couple you. of awards. With, I won the Emmys with her. Yeah. I, I know. And what was the uh, what was the time span between Mork and Mindy and Cheers? Did you have two years off? No, did four. Have... I went back to New York and did uh, radio and four years of theater. And and, stuff. and uh, now you're doing serious radio. That's right. Now, you know, we can't. We have to be careful. We could be subpoenaed. 
the Jay Thomas show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's trouble. in the afternoon. Big trouble. When None of our business. No, no. When is, uh, you know, people, people uh, I just did the Henry Rollins uh, TV show. and uh, now, Is that the guy that died? Henry Rollins? Who's no. the guy that died? That He's, was on... Um, he doesn't die. He kills people. Who was He's the guy on the other that, end of the night. Who was the guy... Um, you know, Henry Rollins, the actor who ended up doing Blow and George. Oh, yeah, he, from Ragtime. Uh, yeah, but yeah. he did the TV show with Carol O'Connor. Yes. Hmm. Well, you know, come to think of it, he wasn't very animated. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't seem very interested in my career. No. <laughs> so it's so anyway. about the man show. <laughs> yeah, he could have been. Could have been the same dead guy. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, I think he's on Sirius as well. And, uh, you know, lots of questions about can uh, radio exist together, the satellite. Oh, and the ray. Of course it can. And I, you know what I said to him? Um... I said, you know, when people, when, I remember when the computer came out and the internet started cranking up, people said, well, that'll be the end of the newspaper. No one will ever pick up another newspaper because they'll get all their news from the computer and no more, there'll be no more magazines, there'll be no more newspapers. That was as of 12 years ago and they're doing just fine. And when cable comes around, well, no one will watch networks anymore. And when the VCR was invented, well, who's ever going to go to the movie theater again? Well, listen, there are people that tell me all the time they can't believe I read the newspaper. When you go to the bathroom, try and take the computer with you and, and sit on the toilet and enjoy the computer. I'm sorry, the newspaper is right. made for the toilet. No, I know, unless you're and Kimmel, who had one installed in the bowl. He, he, he actually defecates on a flat screen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? Isn't a newspaper really a bathroom uh, event? I think, and I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm very, especially if you're out of paper, um, <laughs> I think it's, I, but I went to the theater last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, and saw Mission Impossible in a crowded theater on a 70-foot screen and enjoyed the communal experience, and I'm glad for that. I'm glad. I know this has nothing to do with serious versus commercial radio, but I, in, in a bigger picture, I'm glad that things like the newspaper never seem to go out of vogue. I'm glad that uh, not everyone is locked up inside their house watching DVDs on a on a four foot screen. You know, I'm glad that these things still exist and persevered. I was worried myself. No, you should. Well, listen. The toughest part about being on on serious is we don't have any commercials. So fifty. We have six, we have three two-minute breaks so we can go to the bathroom. All right. And I'm listening to all your commercials, and I'm taking my mom to Outback, uh, you know, for Mother's Day. But, sure. um, Don't forget the flowers. Hey, where are we heading? Outback. Uh, yeah, so my mom loves a blooming rose, yeah. So the thing is, is that uh, we have, uh, I think, maybe three 90-second breaks, and they're like penis enlargement commercials or whatever because we can't get any of the big. Right. And so imagine you have news traffic. Uh, commercials. Uh, it's 54 minutes, and they only have the commercials so that we can like take a, a second. Yeah. So that's the that's the toughest part. So uh, yeah, you're you're. Uh, I miss the uh, 10 minute uh, news spot. Uh, you know, and hey, imagine if they'll be back in four minutes. Stay where you are. Don't leave. You know, how all about that. the lucky guys that get to play a couple of Pink Floyd songs, the Dark forward. Side of the Moon, for you in the middle of the morning show. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. Oh yeah, all of that stuff. Hold on, Jay wants to say hi to JJ. Hi, uh, Adam. This is uh, Jed calling from San Diego. Oh, you're Jed. Yeah, I just go by Jay because no one pronounces Jed. So. That's a All tough right. one. 
Why don't you go by whatever you told the goddamn screener? Uh, Nobody thank you. calls you Jed. That's the new rule. It's too, too hard for those the, the vowel and the consonant to come out. How does Three that letters. Work? Yeah, I'm sorry mm-hmm. about that. Jed. That's all right. But I just wanted to say it was good hearing uh, Jay. Um, I had worked with them on Murphy Brown and... Uh, a show called Kitty Joplin, which was uh, kind of over the WB a few years ago, mm-hmm. right? With Park Overall. Yeah, quite a while ago. What did you do over there, Jed? I worked in the production office. I was production coordinator, so kind of behind the scenes. But I just wanted to say, you know, Jay was a great guy. I was a good guy. Did you hate Jay? He, oh, he, he didn't. He described Jay Thomas as coked up and out of control to a phone screener. <laughs> now say to his face, Jed, have the guts. Prima Donna, say it. You know what? You know. You know, when you work on a show, if the crew likes you, you're in tremendous trouble because none of the executives like you, none of the, you know. It means you're a nice guy, and therefore you won't get along with you. You can't suits. fool around with uh, with the real talent, though. Usually, they don't get the jokes. They don't they don't want to be fooled with. They have the driver. They have the assistant. I've never had an assistant. I've never had a driver. Uh, I make my own plane reservations. And then you'd see them, and they have like 50 people around them, and I would comment. I'd go, why don't you... You know, take care of your own, you know, thing and save all the money on these schmucks. Why do you have to have these people? And they don't want you entering their lives. But if they're your real friend, you would joke back with them, right? Or you would say, I'm rich and I'm going to have it or whatever. They don't joke back. Um... And so it ruined my experience. Well, so I, I was fired from Carola doesn't allow us to joke back yeah. with him. Yeah. He forbids it. Whatever. Yeah. And by the way, my assistant's assistant is out this morning, <laughs> so I'll have to let her go. Uh... Jay is uh, salt of the earth. He, he, I'm reading here salt that you. Salt of the earth. <laughs> You're reading off a three by five. Everyone has an eight by five, whatever it is, card. It's the salt of the earth right here. I don't here. want to see the years right here and next the to coked up prima donna. Right know, under coked up prima donna, it's the salt of the earth. You own your <laughs> own construction salt? company. Yeah, it's a small one, and we do remodels in Santa Barbara and in New Orleans, and I got a real estate license. And I, but I, I was told the other day that when you had that show, that was really your money you were spending. Yes, the show I did that on is TLC. The stupidest thing I I've know ever heard in my life. I know I lost that's fifty thousand dollars or that's more. That's supposed to be a joke that it's not it's your money, like Ben Stein. That's not really his money. It's a joke. So it's his money to win, but it's not, not really his money to lose. Yes, which in a way is still his money, but no, it's not like his bank account gets drawn out of when he loses when Ben Stein's money. that deal for you that it would really be your money? That's Yeah, that's horrible. It was stupid. It I was should re- fire myself. I, it's really dumb. It's like, yeah, well, I thought I was going to make money. Uh-huh. Here's it was what, a joke show, though. Well, here's what, no, it wasn't. I know, but it, it came off as like a joke show. It was like it wasn't serious enough yeah. to make money. Right? No yeah. one wants to give a yeah. funny contractor like right. a funny contractor their money. Here, yeah, here's here's like what. You'd ring the doorbell and water would squirt out of the, the, the something would after you bought it you'd open the refrigerator and there'd be like a body and there's some joke would happen. Well, the problem the problem was is the real estate market flattened out for the first time uh-huh. in. Ten years still out here, still flat. Still flat, but six months ago when I sold the place was the first time it actually took a dip. I mean, here's how Southern California real estate went: you could buy a house in January for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You could keep it for six months, not move in, not do anything to it, and just sell it in June for eight twenty-five or you know nine hundred. You know why it happened? I, I'm a I'm a realtor. And I will tell you right why? now. 
all of the money had left the stock market, all of it, and people were buying houses as investments. Low interest rates. And, and Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal, they started saying, we can't let this happen. Every article you read, every person in the stock market said, the bubble's coming. They they actually propaganded uh, the so-called demise of the real estate market because the stock market was doing terribly because people uh. don't like stock anyway. But my house, I could put money in it, and now the stock market is booming, and we're in that. Yeah. Well, I, I've always hated it. I hired a lot of my J.O. buddies to work on the house, too, and they just swam in the neighbor's pool, and it, it just turned out to be a disaster. The whole show was a disaster. It was real that you, that you actually used your own money and yes. you hired your low rent friends to yes. do it. I, I, yes, I lost and, quite a bit. And you're married? Yes. I'll be, did your wife tell you that it was a bad idea when you started it? She doesn't know? speak English. <laughs> we communicate via dry race for you. <laughs> uh, Jay, no, she's your luck. You know, I, here's the thing. I've, I've been, uh, my batting average has been 1,000% up until the part where they filmed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other house I bought, I've made sure, money on, absolutely. I've always worked on places. So do you know building yourself? No. No. You know nothing about building. I mean, no, I, I'm around it all the time, but no, mm-hmm. I keep up to asking. You don't know a choice asking. from a bottom yes, plate? Yes, I'll know a couple of things, sure. Yeah, you want if you want to play a game, I'll know a couple of things. Do you know what a header is? I do know what a header is. Would you like one from Teresa? I sure would. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, a Tico clip. Tico clip? The Tico clip, is that the uh, the thing that, that holds the two joists together? Is that the Tico Yeah, clip? yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that what that's what that is. You could use a joist, joist hanger for that. A joist hanger for that, yeah. For that so you as do well. the work. I just point. I if, just... I, if, if, if I was to, to use, um, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, uh, R19 insulation, what right. would I put that in? What size stud bay would I put that in? The stud bay between the two studs. Yes, yeah, put... two by six studs or two by four studs? It would be two by four studs. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think that's more R16, but I'll give you... I'll give you a pass on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You want to talk fire blocking or no? Sh- no. You want to talk sheathing? OSB. What does that stand I for? I don't know what OSB. Do you know what it looks like? Uh, a, a offensive uh, a stench. Uh, Oriented strand board. I'm sorry, Jay. So you call yourself a contractor? No, I'm an investor in it, and I point mm-hmm. and I say, "We, I think we need uh, a skylight here." And they, and the next day, the skylight is in. Well, you're talking to an expert who lost. 50 grand on the last project. So just be careful. And you know what? A contractor or people that do, and a lot of listening, I'm sure, they make you feel badly that you don't know the terms. Mm -hmm. And then you look at them and realize most of them don't have a lot of education to begin with. And you go, look, don't get me started because if I wanted to learn all this stuff, I really could learn it. Right. I could figure out how. But they do. They hold it over your head, and it's like a mechanic. Yeah. They say, look what we took out of your car. I don't know that you took that right. out of my car. So there is a lot of lying. You could have just lied just now. Yes. I don't know those, you wouldn't you know know. terms. Um, well, my dad's a mechanic. so Not a mechanic. You know OSBM or whatever I, I, it was? I didn't, but BM. Jay, Jay, I feel you have What was it? A stenchous stench. Oriental strand board. An oriental stenching BM. You might have some trust issues. We need I have trust issues? No, 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 not at all. All right, listen, just... Get uh, get your header from Teresa. We need to take a break. Mm-hmm. We uh, are going to play a little name. That, we're going to play a little of that uh, name. You notice that, that I have not joined in. Thank you. Uh, this uh, sexist. Uh, you know, I, I'm offended. Right. I'm incredibly you, offended. And I can't wait for my deposition. <laughs> we. Uh, I don't know, Brasca. Do you want to play name that tool? 
It was uh, well, it was way, based on it was based on Jay's knowledge of woodworking. But hold now, it a second. Why don't you question me on financing? Ah, okay. I you don't know anything about financing. About financing. I, I saw the show. So thank uh, you. All right, we're going to take a break. If you have a tool mm-hmm. and it's near you, mm-hmm. and it's a woodworking tool. Feel free to fire oh, it up and put it in the, the phone. hole in the wood I like where you can put the wires through. It has the sticky thing, and then it turns, and as it goes through the And that's how I say, can you get that tool with the that makes the hole in the in the board? So <laughs> your regular pops, Larson. Listen, do your blow and go cuss out my assistant. Would you please? Right. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Jay Thomas in studio. Oswaldo. Ozzy's going to give us his Mission Impossible review. Also, uh, Bill Leotardo. Do I Leotardo. get to do one of those things? Or, hi, this is Jay Thomas. Call Adam at someone's says I get to do that? Yeah. Sure. We'll do that. <laughs> now we have to. We won't use it, but I know you will. You will yeah. It'll be oh, like in yeah. another room. <laughs> Busting shots. Let me do it again. Let me try it again. Yeah. You know what? I'm sure that hurts your feelings, but... Uh, what did? Did I sound like Corolla? Yeah, it just doesn't fit your face. It's just so odd. Has a woman ever met you and before you spoke, they were sort of into you and then you spoke and they stopped being into you? Yeah, well, that's why, yeah. He married her. Oh, yeah. What's the story with your face, son? I want to hear it. Well, I think they bleeped that out, Jay. This isn't serious. No, no, I know, but you can't say, oh, my God, you're pleasuring me well. You're pleasuring me well. Ah. Oh, my God, your pleasure. No, not no. like me, Sam. Uh, I can't help it. You can't do it anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. It, it, it's what Jay's saying, I think, is In that you're way, attractive. It's a compliment. You're attractive. It's a compliment, right. I'm no, but you have no life because you'll always sound like a role. <laughs> and you right. also have a higher register than he has. Mm-hmm. I, no one ever discusses this, has ever discussed it with you? It's come up. It's yeah. come up. Every yes. day. It's really interesting. <laughs> Every three and a half minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. Up. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, but you know what? I've always been known for the obvious. So mm-hmm. it's, I haven't changed the bill. Let me say well, this. For your insult, if that's how you intended it, either no. way, I compliment you. I respond with a compliment. Yes. You mm-hmm. have one of the coolest celebrity things I've ever seen. The, exactly. One of the best tricks I've ever seen a celebrity do is on Letterman every year, the uh, the knocking the meatball off with the football. That's that's a skill. You know what? I played football in, uh, in uh, you know, all my life. And then when mm-hmm. I got to this high school, there were two or three All-Americans ahead of me. And I played running back and blocking back. And, and I never could make it on my high school team. So I went to a small college in North Carolina. And I played quarterback at this, you know, small college, uh, Central Piedmont. And then I got drafted by the World Football League, which was, you know, Jesus. Wow. Really? 30 wow. years ago, yeah. What a life. And I always have had this uh, arm. And then a quarterback from Appalachian State mm-hmm. introduced me to my wife. So I know football. He introduced me to my wife. I know. And I've always been able to throw stuff. When I was a little kid, uh, uh, gangs would come in our neighborhood with bicycles. Mm-hmm. And they would throw stuff. They would bring me forward, like in a Roman movie, and I'd have a rock. <laughs> and here they would come, and I could throw the rock right on a guy's ankle or on the. The grenadier. Yes. Yes. I did that. And I've always been able to throw things. And so one night, Letterman was there with uh, um, uh, the quarter. Testaverde. And, mm-hmm. and I had just bet the Jets big, like thousands of dollars in this playoff game. And I was on there, and so they can't hit the meatball. So Biff, you know, is backstage, mm-hmm. and I go, Biff, I can hit that 
thing in two seconds. He goes, well, you can't go back out. Your time is over. Mm -hmm. I said, well, Dave said I could. He says, you can't. And I faked. I went right. He just wanted to get me. And I ran around the thing, and I grabbed the ball, and I slammed it. And it made the front page of the newspaper. And I called my bookie and said, get every penny you can off of Testaverde. <laughs> and they did. They got killed. It really hurt his career. It ruined him. Really? He never recovered from that. Like what you just did to Damashek. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, it was you know it was just like a spur of the moment. I just knew I could do it. And now every but, year you go out and do it, it doesn't take you more than two to get it off there, right? Someone said the other day it took you three or four. I'm thinking, I hit it right on the point, you know. Yeah. How, how far, by the way, you give? Yes, you did give give uh, Damashek a seismic like injury <laughs> yes. only moments ago. But <laughs> how, how far is the distance that you have to cover well, with the throw? Uh, you would never. I would say it's about you know twenty yards, something like that, twenty five yeah. yards. Yeah. And look, you know, it's always surprising and disappointing when you see the quarterbacks in the quarterback challenge, and it takes them eight tries to throw it through a tire that's 25 feet away. You're like, geez, I feel like I could make that in three. Obviously, well, there are other things they do on the field. When someone is chasing them and, right. and they have to put it, when there's no money on the line or no game, they... Mm -hmm. I'm only good at throwing at a meatball. I couldn't play like a real organized, you know. But Jay Thomas here, by the way, Jay. Mm -hmm. if, but if this was a Disney movie, I would, I would, I would hypnotize you and make you think your receivers were meatballs. That's right. Oh, and you would see giant meatballs running right. down the exactly. field. Yeah, and it'd be great. And then eventually, take a, try to take a bite out of them in the end zone, Flubber. and it would get it weird. Would be like Flubber. Yes, Jay. We have a uh, song here about. Uh, about Damashek. He said he oh, sounded like wow. me. I think we have a song about that. Great. Mini Adam, Corolla sidekick man, Mini Adam. It is. Yeah. His mom's his biggest fan, Mini Adam. <laughs> Perfect. That's true, too. He's got a bald spot and a big nose. Thinks he's the best looking you don't have guy a bald spot. on the show. No, you don't have a bald spot. <laughs> you you are a handsome man, but thank handsome. you. But on but thank you. It's just you know it's all wrong. So be it. So my days in radio are through, and tomorrow I begin my modeling career. I, I have to tell you, look. Can't say sandwich right. Say sandwich, Dave. Sandwich. Sandwich. The Keystone State. Sandwich. Can you say sanguine? The uh, forthright Jay Thomas, bordering on Tourette, <laughs> in studio. Jay, uh, Jay we're, we're out of time. Yeah, I'm, with Mor oh, I'm with Morgan you know Carla, by the no, way, I know. You know what? As you can see, if you didn't have a sense of humor and you, and you took yourself seriously, none of this would have been funny. See? None of this would have been he fun. He was a good sport. Right. Right. All right. You know, You've, you've knocked him down to the ground. Would you like to kick him to the groin before you leave? Or <laughs> no, we no. Good? no I, me like by a the way, good luck. Congratulations. If you get sick, you have a guy. I don't have that. I get sick. The guy doesn't sound anything like me. You know, it's, and he's funnier than I am. That's the worst part. Oh, yeah. uh, I will yeah. come back in the, to, to uh, you know, I don't work a lot. But when I come back, I want to promote a Santa Claus 3. I'm the Easter Bunny. Mm -hmm. And I would like to come back in November. Can you book me around Thanksgiving? We'll, uh, we'll put you in on Thanksgiving Day. That's what I'll be. I'll come Coming in about 10 30. Just be he and I here, though, right? <laughs> Maybe not in there. None of the full time people. All right, Jay. And, and you want to just get your. Uh, I'm Jay Thomas, and you're listening to Adam Curls. You want to just do it on yeah, the air? We can right save now. a trip for the phone. phone number. Jeez, that's a good question. 866901 Adam. Yeah, you just, re you just do that into the mic. Why don't you say it? You have the point. Why don't you, you know. Hi, this is Jay Thomas of Sirius Satellite Radio. 
I'm sorry. Well, definitely not even now. I'm sorry. I work two to five in the afternoon Eastern time. Uh, Hi, this is Jay Thomas, former uh, actor. All right, let's try it again, Jay. <laughs> Hi, this is Jay Thomas. Uh, call Adam Carolla at 866-901-ADAM. You see, no one knows how to do that. You well, need a number. Let's try another one for safety, Jay. Adam? Adam? And this time have fun with it. Hi, it's Jay Thomas. Call Adam at 866-901-ADAM. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Your excuse. Jay Thomas, everyone. Now listen, serious well, radio. Home, will I hear that? Uh, in, no. No. Yes. Okay. No. Well, it's, it takes it. Hold on. Hold on, Jay. It takes a couple of years to get it on the tape and then to put it on a cart. And, you know, you know how radio goes. Jay Thomas, everyone. Yes, I am. We'll be right back with more of me, Adam Carolla. <laughs> on the Adam Carolla Show. How about Antonio Banderas? Antonio Banderas. Nice. How about Roberto Clemente? Roberto Clemente. Nice, nice. Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo Rivera. Yeah. Said with gusto. <laughs> Selma Hayek. Say that one. Selma Hayek. 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 Mission Impossible. Pronounce the jefe's name, Adam. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Ozzy. Oswaldo Castillo in the studio. Salt of the earth. He's, uh, he's a fixture around my home. He has all the combinations and all the keys. I occasionally have to call Ozzy if I need to get into my warehouse. By the way, I don't have the key myself. The chop? The chop. Yes, Ozzy will be going there later to and fire Ozzie. up the uh, bandsaw. Yes. And Ozzy, just to review again, Teresa Strasser, in, a, in on her first day as our news girl, hired. She's permanent now, even though she's got to take a couple of days off later this week. Still, <laughs> she's the permanent news girl. Did we make the right call with Teresa? Oh, God. You put in difficult situation to me. Why? Why? She's sitting right here. Just say you like her. I never say, you know. You're saying no? We should have hired Teresa? Yeah, it's good, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, I take you know, the respect Teresa, you know. Teresa is good shape, you know. And <laughs> good you know, the, the news, you know. She's a good talker. She's in good shape. Thank you. Speaking of good shape, Sandra. Your your hot woman who needs help. <laughs> I was listening last Wednesday and you had gone over. I think it's called the X Factor, and I tried searching for it and I couldn't find it anywhere on your website, on Google. So I have to call you and ask you myself. How old are you? I'm 25. Uh huh. You live in Los Angeles. I do. And you're, and you're good looking. Yeah. And you're single. Yeah. Why don't you come over here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the X Factor is. I'm not sure what oh, we were talking pole, about. Is that the pole dancing class? Well, there's an X Factor dancing class also, but this is it's solely for hot women, and and these companies hire from this agency, you know, to work a shift or two or three for whatever 
whatever this company would do, whether. All right, everybody who did last Wednesday, Wednesday's show, other than Brian, who cranks his first beer at 7.15 and is uh, in the bag by 8 o'clock, does anyone remember what she's talking about or what she may have been? So she was listening to another radio show? I think so. Okay. Sounds like a commercial. Yes. Hey, Sandra? Yes? Why don't you head over here? Are you in your car? I am. Are you going to work? I am. What kind of work do you do? I'm in real estate. All right, so you don't need to be anywhere, right? I, I sort of do. I do, actually. Well, stop by and let us have a look at you first. Seriously? You can do that. Hmm? Seriously? Yeah. If you're truly hot, you'll do that. But I'm also committed to what I do. <laughs> I like that, and look, what do you, as, a, as a realtor, what do you do? You just drive around an SUV and you pound in those signs all over the place, right? I feel like someone knows who I feel like everyone knows who I am. On the, am I on the radio right now? No, you're not. Oh, this is God. just me and you. No, no, really. I'm at home. Someone's calling you right now. Where did I you get this know? number? No, baby. We're all alone. Now I'm going to need to see you. I bet you head over to my house on Wilshire, in the uh, on the Miracle Mile. Where are you right now? I'm flattered. Where are you? What city are you in? Santa Monica. Ah, you're right around the corner. Come on down. Let us kick your tires. Michael, give me the address. Intern Mike. Yeah, intern Michael, give you the address. He works at my house. Then <laughs> <laughs> you come by. We'll have a look at you. Do you know this is my first, the first time that I've been on the radio? What happened? No, this is the, this first, is the first time? First time. Wow. And you're looking you to meet a guy? Cherry. Is that what you were saying? No, no, no. I was wondering if you had any information on that agency. It's called the X Factor, but I can't find it anywhere. Mm. I'm trying to be really quiet so no one else hears me mm. besides you guys. Mm. I'll show you. Uh, the D factor when you come over. <laughs> right. Thanks, Adam. Come on over. Thank you. Let's have a look at you. How about I send you a picture instead? Ah, so you're not good looking. <laughs> I get it. You're a no, troll. I, no, I am. If you're if you're truly hot, you would come over here and let us have a look at you. Good point. That's a good point, but I am, though, but I feel bad leaving. I'm such a wuss when it comes to work. I can't. What do you do? What do you, what do you do? What do you do at the real estate agency? Do you just answer phones? Uh, no, I am a new agent. I just I just started. Well, tell, tell them you're out looking at a listing or something and come on over. Show me, baby. <laughs> we have the empty office space on the fourth floor. Maybe we can work out a deal where she gets like, incentivized to you know, get someone on. Yeah, we got office space uh, over here for you to sell. We'll give, your, we'll give your real estate agency a plug if you come over here. I can't believe I'm on the radio. I'm All right. Not... Jesus Christ. You see why we hate hot chicks? I don't think the real estate office needs her in there when she's as drunk and high as she clearly is. <laughs> Calm down. I, this is what drives me nuts, and I this think it's what drives me nuts about all hot chicks. Listen, Screwball, you called this radio show, right? I did. All right, do you want to? Oh, co- but you don't want to come in, so please hang up on yourself. I've had an ass full of you. Thank you. All right, Jesus Christ. All right, Ozzy, sorry. Now I'm in a bad mood, and you have to do your your movie review. You realize how many, I, I realize I've dedicated at least half my life trying to talk insane people into things that would be considered opportunities for them. 
Do you know what I mean? Come on down. Give your real estate agency a plug on the radio. I don't think. I'm taking crazy pills. I realize half the people that call me in my life act like I called them. Yeah. That you called. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Ozzy. Yep. Now it's time for Ozzy's movie review. Oswaldo, tell us about the movies. We want to know which movies you have seen. The movie that I saw this weekend was Mission Impossible. Three. That's right. The movie star Tom Cruise is Ethan Hunt. Felix Seymour Hoffman. As <laughs> Owen Dagian. Now from now on, you only review Philip Seymour Hoffman movies. That's my new rule. Oh what is his God. name? Felix Seymour Hoffman. Felix. Felix. Felix Seymour Hoffman. Hoseman. Hoseman is something you do on a fire truck. This is the Hope Diamond of names. Hoffman. Yes. Hoffman. All right. As uh, Owen Davian. As Owen Davian. Ving Ramis is Luther Stinkel. Ving Ramis is Luther Strickel. Strickel. Right. Billy Crudup. Who? Crudup. Crudup? Crudup. Wait a minute. Say his name again. Billy Crudup. Ian Young Musgrave. Hold on. Hold on a second. Crudup. 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 Not Doc. Crudup. Crudup. Here's the thing that always interested me about Ozzy. I know I bring it up every time he comes to the show. I can say it his way. I can say Crudup, but it's Crudup. 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 All right, Crudup. Well, this call. Here's what I. Uh, here's the hypothetical. No one answer. Just think about it. What if this actor's name was actually Billy Crudup? How do you think Ozzy would say it? Because it certainly wouldn't be that. Interesting. Interesting. Go ahead, Ozzy. Is young Mulgrave. Michelle Mon- Mon- Monaghan is Julia. Monaghan, right. Monaghan, right. She's Julia. Mission Impossible 3 lack an intriguing history over the lot that is the rabbit's food. All right, story, right. Yeah. Right. Rabbit food is the information, the uh, sequel, the mafia and underworld. Mm-hmm. Information to the sequel. Sequel. Of mafia and the underworld. underworld yeah. I don't know what that means, but go ahead. I am Ethan Hong. He recluse again for the Secret Service. He broke mm-hmm. the honeymoon. Hold on, what if Ethan's first name was Mike? What would his what would that name sound like? <laughs> no, what if his name was Mike Hunt? Did you see? Yeah, let's, let's just say Agent Mike Hunt. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> The agent, let's start at Agent Mike Hunt. Go ahead. Agent Mike Hunt. <laughs> so funny. Go ahead. Agent Ethan Hunt. He refused. Again, for the Secret Service, he broke the honeymoon moment yeah. to, to go to Italy. Yeah. Inside the Vatican. That's right. He was going to go on his honeymoon. You know, he's called out of retirement. They always do that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 
the reality is, is it never happens in life. When they retire you, you're not the best. So this is the start of the movie. Ethan Hunt is hung it up. Yes, he's hung it up, but they come after him. For one last mission. But you're the best! Yeah, that's right. It's only one man that can pull this job off. Really? Why'd you guys retire me at age 39 if there was only one guy who could do this? Sorry, go ahead. He made contact to the suspect. Is what? Felix Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Felix. <laughs> Felix Seymour Hoffman. Uh-huh, who good. is the bad guy who had the rabbit foot in the portfolio. <laughs> Ethan and the, his crew kidnapped Owen mm-hmm. to process him with the law. Yeah, so they're going to process him with the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One part in the movie is almost the replica, you know, to the true life mm-hmm. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. With the same missile, the same action and destruction and the bridge. Yeah, it's on the uh, Chesapeake Bay Bridge and the missiles come flying. It's very exciting, though. My favorite part is the infiltration in the Vatican mm-hmm. you know, with the, the, the cable, sure. you know, the cooking no. in the wall. But the Vatican is almost uh, impenetrable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very good, you know, this mm-hmm. part of the movie. Mm-hmm. In all Mission Impossible, let this reviewer call. Yeah, yeah, not as good. I didn't like the one. Did something, you know? Uh, here is a decision, you know, to my my aunt, Soyla Rodriguez, is coming for vacation to LA and go transfer to Toronto, Canada. You have an aunt who's coming to Los Angeles. Yeah, it's in vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, my stepfather take a scene today with the need, you know, reconstruction in the hospital, you know, the good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I take a very good, very good luck yeah. to him. Yeah, good luck good to luck. him. All right. Now, next time she goes on vacation, maybe she should go to the Vatican. Uh, see you soon. Okay. All right, we'll take ourselves a little break. Frank Vincent is uh, on the phone. We'll talk to him in a second. Of course, you know, Miss Phil Leotardo from The Sopranos. We'll get an update from him after this. You saved my life in a lot of ways. I got a baguette in my pants, 24 chefs. Oh, at times... It was hard, me and you. They'll break my balls. They always have my back, though. Keep the testes elevated. There are some people who are not ideal candidates for parenthood. Vito, he's married to my cousin. He dishonored me personally. What do you want me to do, put out an APB on a guy? It's a victimless crime. Marie is a victim. Her children are victims. They've done nothing. I love you, man. I love you, too. Frank Vincent is on the phone. Phil Leotardo from The Sopranos. Frank, good to speak to you. Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm doing well, my brother. That's what's going on, brother. Where, where are you calling from? New Jersey. Mm, Next week, I'll be in Florida. Are you, uh, are you... Now, normally you call from Jersey, right? Yes. But you're calling in a few hours later than you normally do. Are you on the road? Are you doing no, they, something? they changed the time on me. Oh, really? You guys did that. Smart. Well, you know, we moved you up to prime time. That's good, brother. Mm-hmm. We have uh, three people listening at 6.30, and now we have nine. That's pretty good. That's the audience we, we want to get you. books down. That's right. I'll tell you the uh, name of the book, by the way, is The Guy's Guide to Being a Man's Man, available as we speak. We, uh... Amazon.com. That's where you get it. Now, we wanted you to help us out with something here, Frank. We have our uh, board op, who's Gay Bill. What's a board op? 
Oh, board operator? <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I don't know what one is either. He sits there and runs the board in the radio station. I press all the buttons. He, press, he presses all the buttons. Okay. And uh, we like to call him uh, Bill, the gay board op, the pre-op board op, although he's not pre-op, he's not transsexual. But I like to think that all gay guys are one step away from actually becoming women. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we uh, we thought it'd be funny. His cousin doesn't know he's gay. Is that right, Bill? Yeah. No, I don't think any of my family knows that I'm gay. Does your dad? Besides know? my besides my immediate parents, I, but I know that they don't talk to to the cousins right. about personal stuff. We're very white. Right. Family. But do you think they've had an inkling? I mean, do you think they've done the math? Well, um, my my other cousins, they always used to bag on me for bringing fat chicks to the East Coast whenever I'd go out there. Right. <laughs> so they, they, they might, maybe they have, they're probably, I don't know, maybe that would explain the fat chick thing for them. Yeah, beards. So. Well, we, 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 we figured out, Frank, that uh, you do, uh, we saw you on the Sopranos uh, episode a few weeks back where you sat down with... Uh, your sister gave Vito's wife and basically gave the news to her. Let's hear that. That's my, my cousin. Confirmation to right. the grapevine. Oh, sorry. Vito was seen in a car with a man. I don't want to get graphic beyond that. The idea of it repulses me so much. <laughs> yes, your cousin. We... we we, I thought you handled that with a lot of sensitivity. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was very dignified. And I, and I, I came up with the idea that we ought to have folks, have you call folks and sort of explain it to them. Give them the news. And, uh, his, his folks. Yeah, well, his folks, no, but we do have his uh, cousin okay. on the phone. And I'm going to punch him up. What's his name? His name is Mark. And, and what's the gay guy's name? Bill. Bill. Now, Bill, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are, you, are you are you a flamer? What do you mean by that? I mean, you you walk around like very dainty. I mean, are you masculine? Or are you? Nah, no, nah, you'd never know until I was right up on you, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never know. I didn't know until he was in me. Forget about on me. <laughs> Bill, I would know in a second. Yeah, yeah. That's how long it takes. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We that's debatable. I'm trying to think. He he sort of looks a little like. You know the the claymated Christmas special where there's a little elf that wants to be a dentist. Oh yeah, yeah. He kind of has that look. Oh, okay. masculine yeah, yeah, that guy. Me so much. <laughs> okay. He's on the butch side of things. You can hear from his voice. Yeah, he sounds butchy. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. So, so we'll punch his cousin up, and you you do the you do the right. leg work first, right? right. right. Mark. Hello. Mark, you uh, have a cousin named Bill. Yeah, I do. I'm Adam Carolla. He works on my radio show. How are you? How are you? Good to speak to you. Has he ever talked any ass about me? Uh, no, not too often. Not okay. too often. All right, and you're you're out in New York. Out in New York, yeah. Do you watch The Sopranos? Yeah, I saw it last night. Can you? Uh, do you have a radio that's on in the background or something? No, on? no, I work on a trading floor, so it's a little loud. Ah, I see. All right, well, uh, you know Frank Vincent, Phil Leotardo from The Sopranos. Uh, no, not personally, but yeah. But you know, you know of his character. Uh, which one of those? You know, well, he plays Phil Leotardo. Now, his... filling in for Johnny Sack. Filling in for Johnny Sack. He's the very distinguished-looking gentleman with the dark eyebrows and the gray salt and pepper hair. He's looking for Gay Vito. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's dis Gay Vito's disgraced his family. Disgraced the fam, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's uh, he's on the phone with us, and he'd like to share some news with you. All right. Well, Hi, Bill. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, but you're talking to Mark. 
I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry. Bill Bill is the other guy. Right. I'm his uh, cousin. Uh, uh, Mark, uh, are you you're his first cousin? Uh, yeah. Are you, you see Mark? You see Bill a lot? Not too often. You know, he lives out there. I live out here. But you know, things, events, things like anything that. Anything strange about Bill? Um, yeah, you know, a little stranger than most of us. No, not like you're the same as him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. You're not kissing cousins, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I got, I got to tell you something about Bill. What's I that? Mean, I hope you, are you sitting down, by the way? Oh yeah. Well, Bill is gay. Oh right. <laughs> okay. It's okay with you? Yeah, that's fair. Did you Did you know he was gay? No. He didn't. No. He had no idea. I had no idea. He's gaying off right now. By the way, I'm looking at him through the window. Oh, yeah, look at your fucking shine box. <laughs> Everybody? No, I don't care. I you don't care. Go ahead, tell everyone. Tell Mara. Tell Uncle Bill. That's pretty funny. Tell Uncle Bill. <laughs> That's That's really tell Buffy. Tell Mrs. Beasley. Tell them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little family funny. affair reference there. I, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. You can't say that. Oh, it's just finally getting into your brain. It's now, sinking right? in. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, you know. I wonder, how, I wonder how his old man's gonna take it. He already knows. He knows. Oh yeah. Yeah, killed himself he, years ago. <laughs> he's under suspicion too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Mark, are, are you reeling? Are you okay? I'm, I'm, you know, my heart's been beating a little bit. I don't really know what to say. I mean, you know, I live in the, I live in uh, the village, so I'm used to seeing all that kind of thing. I got a few pals like that, so. Sure. Your cousin, your cousin was seen with a guy the other night. <laughs> in what? In what? Uh, in what? In what? Well, passes? I can't. I, the, the idea repulses me. <laughs> <laughs> was he? Uh, was Was he in the biker outfit or no? Well, he had a little hat on. He had a little biker hat on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good look. It's a good look. Mark, also, uh, Frank has some news about your father and your granddad. Go ahead, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> it's a genetic thing. I'm sorry, Mark. Yes. It runs genetic. in the family. I was adopted, so Mark is safe. All right. As far as the genetics goes. All right. Okay, good. So, Mark, you're, uh, we'll let you. We'll leave you alone with your feelings. Right. Thank okay. you for playing along. That's, uh, that's fascinating stuff. Thanks, folks. All right. Thanks, tell, Mark. tell the rest of the family. Frank, that was nice work. Thanks, pal. I'd like to, uh, again, I'd like to sort of offer that up as a service. Anyone who's listening, who's yeah. gay, who wants to tell a family member. Really good job. Yeah, let Frank Vincent do the dirty work. I'll do it. I'll do it. I mean, that's what Phil does. You know, wait till Phil finds, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going oh, really, to really gonna have a lot of fun. Oh, he is going to find Vito. Well, if he does. Right? If he does. Yeah, uh, yeah, whoops. Whoops. Let me explain what just happened there. Uh -huh. What just happened there is, you know, once in a while you're going to tip the parking valet and yeah. you reach in your pocket and you think there's a five crumpled up in there, but you pull out a 20 yep. and he it. spotted it. Yeah, and too now late. you have to give it to him. That's what just happened there. That's Phil exactly Leotardo right. will find gay Vito. Go home and get your f***ing shine box. <laughs> and, 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 and don't forget the T-shirts. That's, that's right. Also, the DVD, This Thing of Ours, yes. uh, starring Frank. James Kahn is also in that. Uh, Frank, nice work. Great, Thank you, partner. Great to have you, as usual. We'll see if we can uh, line up another Patsy for you to drop the hammer on next week. Frank Vincent, everyone. Sopranos, of course, uh, Sunday night, 6 o'clock, HBO. We will take a quick break. Be right back after this. Big Ted out here on the streets of Hollywood. Can you prove to me you're not crazy? I don't know why you would think that I'm crazy. I mean, 
I'm a street performer. I'm the Jingle Bell Bunny right now, which you may think is a little crazy, but a lot of people love the Jingle Bell Bunny. But I don't know why you would think that I'm crazy. I'm a pretty nice guy. So I don't know what else to tell you. Big Tad asking the tough questions. Where is Big Tad? Is he here today? Oh, yeah. He's slumped in a chair over there. I realize I don't notice him. He's sort of like a tree stump. He Fat, passed drunk every and day. stupid. There's no way to go through life, son. <laughs> Too late. Ah, there he is now. All right, buddy. Get what? back to the WWF website. We did. That was interesting, the thing with uh, with uh, Gay Bill just mm-hmm. being outed you know, mm-hmm. on, on the uh, on the radio. It reminds me of uh, just last week I was watching Entertainment Tonight, and uh, they were talking to the two Brady brothers, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Greg and Peter. You know, what, what are their names in real life? Barry Williams and Christopher, uh, Christopher Knight. Right. Yeah. So Chris Knight's talking. Apparently on that 70s show, they play lovers. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a funny thing that, you know. Yeah, first the inside show. So anyway, so here they are talking about this on uh, Entertainment Tonight. Tonight on Fox, that 70s show becomes a Brady Bunch reunion with a Brokeback Mountain sort of twist. I get to kiss Barry. And that's sort of like kissing your sister. <laughs> right, but weirder. So, I'll tell you, they, they stumble upon a fascinating hypothetical question, mm-hmm. which is, what would you rather, if you had to do one or the other, mm-hmm. kiss your sister? Make out, let's say. Five mm-hmm. minutes of a make out session with mm-hmm. your sister or with a man. Mm-hmm. And let's say that man is, I'm looking around the room here. <laughs> Well, Bruska, see, it's a gray area because he's a lesbian. Let's just say it's Brian. Brian's a regular-looking fella. Five minutes, Ace, of make-out time with Brian. Brian's a regular-looking 51-year-old. He's not a (laughs) regular-looking 26-year-old. That's true. Calling all homos. And as Jay Thomas pointed out, I'm too handsome, so I wouldn't want you. That would tilt. I'm trying to think when Brian had hair because he's 26. I met him five years ago, and he was bald, and evidently you're born bald as well. So he must have just had hair for about a six-month period in junior high, and then that was it. All right. You know what? That's true. How about this one? Because people will be able to envision who we're talking about. Let's say Jimmy Kimmel. You have to make up for five minutes with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Or your sister. Which is it, Ace? Our our new production guy, Mike Dawson, is a delight. We had a couple beers, and Dave brought this up to him last uh, Friday when we were all uh, having beers and eating flap steak, celebrating Cinco de Mayo. And it was, but Mike Dawson did one of these things that uh, I've, I've explained almost. I've had it one million of these conversations in my life. He said, Mike goes. So Dave goes, well, what would you do? Would you kiss your sister? What kind of impression <laughs> is that? It's like retarded it... Tony Curtis. <laughs> would you kiss your sister named Judy, Judy, Judy? <laughs> would you kiss your sister or make out with a man? But I don't talk in that and, voice unless I'm right. in the air. So Mike Dawson, Mike Dawson does this. Mike goes, well, I don't have a sister, so... You know, I don't even know if I can play. And Dave said, all right, but if you had a sister, would you kiss the sister or would you make out with a guy? And Mike Mike Dawson goes, well, I'd kiss my sister. And Dave goes, you'd kiss your sister? And he goes, yeah, I don't have a sister. Remember that? Yeah. And it's like, all right. 
She might be hot, dude. Right. The concept of the hypothetical not sinking in. The hypothetical, yes. The explained hypothetical, you know, where you go, suppose you're traveling in a car going 60. I don't have a car. Okay. I understand. <laughs> hypothetical. Hypothetical. Suppose you're on on the moon. Am I wearing a, a, a suit to sustain life? Yes, 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 yes. Now, but I'm not what? hypothetical. Now, understand though. Think about this for real. Of course, I think. See, I think you agree with me. Correct me if I'm wrong. You think. The answer is obvious. Of course you kiss the, the, the man. The dude, yes. I would think so, too. Instead of your sister. But now really think about it. Now imagine for five minutes, you and Jimmy Kimmel tongue kissing. Five minutes? That'd be a short session for us. <laughs> then again, if I went with my sister, I'd be scared my hands would wander. You know what I mean? <laughs> Slide up the blast. Fresh! Yeah, there's a chance. There's yeah. a chance either way that you might enjoy it. <laughs> oh, it's this. All right, hold on a second. We need to uh, we need to take a break. I'm going to do some soul searching. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really really think about it. I want you to use this time away and envision that that entire amount of time you're either tongue kissing your sister or Jimmy Kimmel. Now think about that. Take a little dip right. in Lake Adam. And yeah. the public, and by the way, the public finds out about it either way. Yeah. I'm going to take a good long look in the mirror. And uh, we'll be back with uh, news, sports, and to answer this hypothetical question after this. Dang, my main man. Uh, now... We have some news, we have some sports, but first we have to finish off our hypothetical question. I pose to you the question, if you had to, you know, we've Bill, Bill the Gay Board Up was outed to his family just moments ago. Mm-hmm. Adam Carolla, mm-hmm. you have to make out for five minutes mm-hmm. with either your sister or with Jimmy Kimmel. You took the last six minutes to really prey upon it and think about what your answer is. Yeah. And now, which will it be? Uh, and by the way, I think either way this works out when you think about it, for some perverse reason, the loser is going to be offended. The one you don't choose is going to be Kimmel will definitely have his feelings hurt. <laughs> and for that reason, and also because I feel like Kimmel might be able to help my career. You know what I mean? <laughs> I see. It's a sort of the casting well, Try not couch. to look at it, though, as though there's an ulterior motive. Just, this is, live in the now. You're making yeah. out. Well, what about them? I mean, who deserves to be punished more? My <laughs> sister see. or Kimmel? you got to think about it. We're looking at it from my standpoint. Imagine that phone call. Listen, sis, it's Adam. Yeah. Good news, you win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how thrilled would she be? It's, it's, it would be more disgusting for her because I got razor stubble. I'm going to go Kimmel wow. on this one just because the incest factor is just too bizarre. Also, I'll tell you, I thought about it. Here's another hypothetical. Make out or uh, he just gives you a handy. Is that different? I, would, I love Dick uh, so much. I, I think I would take the handy that over is the actual passionate making out. It's less off personal. Yeah, less personal. That's right. And he could put a gardening glove on and be like, nothing ever happened. Right. <laughs> Roscoe, <laughs> what's your answer? <laughs> I don't like to. <laughs> Kimmel or my sister? Uh, your sister. Seriously. Um... Kimmel, I like Kimmel a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect you to announce that you're actually 
sexually attracted to Calling all homos. That was so sweet. Nebraska will do it next football season during a long halftime over at Kimmel's. All right, Dave, how, how say you? Well, I've got, it, but the thing that's repulsive, of course, hypothetically, I go with the guy, but then think about I look around the room, if I have to make out with any of you, it, it sounds just atrocious. Good Christ, I'm gay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm awful to me. Let me ask Gabe, build, build, board out Bill. Bill, this conversation must be offensive to you. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, because no one's picking me. Of course, because Dave just looked around the room and then. No, oh, no, yeah. I mean, I mean the fact that you're a gay man and and you know and people do this and they go like, uh, you know, if your son was gay and you knew your son was gay, would you kill yourself? And I realized, what if you replace that with black or Mexican or whatever? Can you imagine how offensive that would be? I mean, what if you were black? There is no racial Bill, yeah. Maybe instead of just raping black men, if you were actually black, and we were saying, like, if, hey, Phil Leotardo, if your son was black, would you kill yourself? I mean, it would be horribly offensive. Shouldn't this be offensive to you? It, it should be, but in a way that I know that I can get under your skin without actually getting under your skin, it sort of evens out. It's sort of a push. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, in one way, it is sort of, it is sort of denigrating to yeah. the gays, but in another way, it's sort of like, we have that much power. Yeah. So Bill so, is going to push yeah. himself Good under point. your skin, in other words. All but, right. I'm your heroin, no, baby. Here's what I say, though. But actually, I think this is why I am the antithesis of homophobic, because mm-hmm. I can... I, I can take 15 seconds out of my life. This is all any man needs to do. Take 15 seconds out of your life and think to yourself, make out with a guy. Think about making out with a guy. And in all, you know, if you're a straight guy, as as guys purport to be who are homophobes and stuff, if you're if you're a straight guy, you will think of that and you'll think that does not interest me at all. And in fact, it's a little repulsive to me. Therefore, who would do that unless it was unless it was their actual attraction? These people, the homophobes of the world, the 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 imbeciles, the rednecks who say who say gays are something they're doing it as an attack on their parents, you know, right. or, or they're crazy. Who would do that unless it was their actual desire? And how dare the government tell those people that they shouldn't be doing it? Right. You're yes. Yeah. I, you're saying is the more you know. You're saying it. It must be nature. Right. And not exactly. nurture because it it has to be at the core of your spine. Otherwise, you would vomit all over your penis. Just you think about a Your partner's penis. <laughs> right. But I wonder if no way Bill... you can't fake that. Right. <laughs> Do you think Bill is grossed out by the notion of making out with a woman? No, because gay men no, are like women. Know. Are like women. What you making out with a woman is fine. With isn't you. so bad for a woman. No. It's the guy thing for some reason. All right. So uh, check. You Hello? then make out with who? Jimmy Kimmel? A man, but I don't want to think of who the man is. Though. I don't want to, If I put a face to it, it makes it harder. All right. So, Brusca, you're making like out that. with a dude. I'm making out with a dude. Maybe we should do a three-way and just get it over with. That thing where I'll put our tongues in the Calling middle. Calling all homos. All uh, right. if, I can, if I can fondle uh, Brusca's bosom while I'm doing it, it might soften the blow. Well, if, you don't, if you don't mind a little lactating, be my guest. All right. Let's push forward now that we have our pressing answer and uh, start with uh, Teresa Strasser, our new permanent news lady with the news. Thank you. There's a new criminal on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. Polygamous leader Warren Jeffs is accused of arranging marriages between underage girls and older men. He's also wanted for charges of sexual contact with a minor. The FBI hopes a new $100,000 reward will lead to the capture of the polygamist. Yeah. 
These guys are delights. The guys who uh, marry 50 wives and have 180 kids, and half of them are on the dole, and then they explain that this is a religious rite. They're nut jobs. All these guys. These guys are one step. They're the very close cousin to the cult leaders, which is all about nailing young people. You start a cult, you have a religion, it always can be distilled down to bring me your 13-year-old daughter so I can bang away on her. The polygamists always go that route. It, it's like, here's, here's what you do. Jeez, uh, I don't want to marry the same broad and watch her get old. I'd like a fresh 14-year-old to enter the mix every other year. Hey, let's make a religion. Fantastic. Right. God told me. Yeah, God told me. Yeah, fantastic. Where's the 14-year-olds? Let's go. Speaking of bad marriages... In entertainment news, Mary Jo Buttafuoco was on Oprah Friday, responding to Amy Fisher's recent admission that she lied about Joey Buttafuoco asking her to shoot his wife. Mm, I remember that you had told me, and you believed so fervently that your husband, your ex-husband, had not told her to shoot you. So I've topical, always by the way. I've always maintained that. Short 14 years. Now she says that that is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's finally admitting what I've always known in my heart, but what a lot of people have said, you're, you're an idiot woman because you, how can you not know, how could you not know? And I said, well, I do, did know he had nothing to do with this. I just knew it in my heart because I knew the man for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I, I know they're doing all these interviews on the entertainment shows. When did this become news again? Well, it was reinvigorated when Amy Fisher and Joey Benefuco were interviewed together for the first time. I think well, what brought TV. that on is the question. These people always yes. have a book or something that brings it back to the forefront. Well, the question the, the, it doesn't get, look, this is why other, this is why Europe hates us. By the way, they see Joey Buttafuoco walking around in his two-stage fro mullet. His frolic. And the, the only thing worse than the mullet is the fro mullet. If you go back to 1992 or whenever this thing happened, and you see those old pictures of him leaving his transmission shop or his body shop with his fro mullet, it is the funniest thing in the world. So to see these stuff, first off, her contention is, is I've had plastic surgery and I've changed my name so I can start a new life. Really? You're doing a 19-part series on prime time about shooting the guy with the frolet's wife. And, and by the way, the plastic surgery you had was a nose job. You used to have a fat nose, now you have a nice nose. I don't think that's the disguise. It's like saying I had a boob job to disguise my, my personality. I mean, please. She's doing interviews, and then he sits there with a straight face and says, I never had sex with her. That's the comedy. The comedy is the former owner of the Frolet sits there. And then his wife, and by the way, where do these women come from? His new <laughs> wife sits next to him and says, she was high on drugs, so she's lying about what goes on. Look, look here's the other thing. I... I explained to my wife I did plenty of drugs, too. It doesn't mean I think I banged Morgan Fairchild throughout the 90s. You know, this idea that people are high on drugs, so uh, don't listen to them. They just make stuff up. Look, plenty of people do plenty of drugs. They don't think they have affairs with guys with frolets or own body shops. <laughs> of course he was banging her, and he's really insane if he wasn't banging her, in which case he was just hanging out with a 16-year-old. Who happened to be a prostitute? Yeah, she's an old, uh, she's an old Fender, Fender gal herself. They probably talked to Bondo. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Well, it, all right, please, let's stop talking about it. Okay, moving on. According to British tabloids, Kevin Federline admits he would love to have a three-way with Britney Spears and actress Jessica Alba. 
Which, wow, that is breaking news. Which does, yes. Or is. kiss Jimmy Kimmel for One five or the other. minutes. It's an interesting hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be a tough decision. Three-way with Alba and uh, Britney Spears or make out with Kimmel for five minutes. <laughs> i got to do some thinking on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. work it out. I'm Teresa Strasser, and that is the news. It's time for Dave Damashek's number one sports. Number one sports. Do it, Dave. Well, Teresa, you're through day one doing your news duties, and all I can say is there's only one way to go, and that's up. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You didn't like the breaking news? No, you were dynamite. You were dynamite. Here's breaking news. The Lakers have just traded Smush Parker for Raja Bell. I wish. they Raja, wow. Bell, Raja Bell shut down Kobe in the second half. I don't want to relive the whole thing from Saturday night. Of course, Phoenix Suns fans on cloud nine, but in L.A., everyone depressed mm-hmm. about what happened. The embarrassment, the atrocity. Kobe was so bad in the second half, he had to buy his wife more jewelry. <laughs> I'll tell you, when I explained to the good citizens of Los Angeles through an interpreter that the Lakers had lost, they were crestfallen. <laughs> well, L.A. still has hope. If they'd like to see the good name of L.A. basketball restored, they must put their hopes in those of the L- in, in the hands of the L.A. Clippers, mm. our best team in this city. And uh, it would have been fun to see the Lakers and Clippers play each other, but it's still going to be dynamite. Phoenix and the Clippers, 7.30 tonight, game one. Maggette, mm-hmm. the Matrix, Brand, Nash, ooh-la-la. They're the L.A. Clippers. They're finally kicking ass, oh yeah. It took them so long not to suck. Oh, man, they sucked. All right, here's something else to boost your spirits. Hmm. You know, you're down about what the Lakers did and everything. But I had a great time yesterday. It's only May. But, you know, I know you get down, Ace, about baseball season being too long. The game didn't have great import, but I got into the automobile with my lady <laughs> friend yesterday. We headed to Chavez Ravine. Mm-hmm. The sun was out. There were no clouds out, however. Mm-hmm. They handed everybody at the ball yard a cap. That's Blue right. Dodgers had... The uh, the newly refurbished Chavez Ravine, Dodger mm-hmm. Park, ate the Dodger dogs, drank beer, ate garlic fries. The Dodger the Dodgers slaughtered the Milwaukee genuine drafts, and uh, it was a it was a fantastic day all the way around. That's right, it's an right outing. In the ball yard. It's That's an outing. right. That's right. Now the NL West is heating up ever so slightly, as I say. Dodgers are winners. They swept the series. Padres, meantime, have reeled off eight straight. Arizona mm. Snakes. Hold on, Dodgers oh. sweep the series. That's right. How? What are they now? They two get, games under. They two games they under 500. Run here. Only, I said, 132 more games to get back to 500, boys, if you're listening. Now, now or in the next few months is the time to make the move. That's right. That's now, right. Speaking of making the move, Brusca is giving me the I got to mm-hmm. hurry up crap. Again. Right. Sweet Jesus. Hey, I got it too. All right, sitting in last place, the Giants. Barry the Creep Bonds hit number 713 last night, and what a great fella he is. Turns out the guy who caught the ball, mm-hmm. Bonds refused to sign it. Turns out that the guy is a uh, is a uh, U.S. soldier. He's a he's an airman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bigger than you. 
You defend our nation. I hit these home runs. I'm bigger than you. Beat it. Well, you know, here's what I find a lot of antisocial folks, a lot of guys with personality defects do. I uh, have this with my neighbors and uh, many folks I work with oftentimes. They start off being an a-hole, and then when you reciprocate by being an a-hole, they say, oh, well, now it's game on. Okay, that's the way you want it. That's what Bonds does. He's an a-hole, and the fans have finally caught up to him and said, all right, listen, if you're going to act like an a-hole, we're going to treat you like an a-hole. And now his attitude is, is, well, if you're going to treat me that way, screw you. I'm not going to stand for them being booed. There's a lot of people who go through life this way, which is they punch you, you punch them back, and they go, oh, so you hit me. (laughs) No, you hit me first. These are the people that honk on you and flip you the bird, and then when you honk back, now they're irate. How dare you? He started it, and we're just finishing what he started. That's right. Dave Damashek's number one Speaking of finish. shaking. He says he's on cloud nine. Junior circuit. Baseball and some basketball. We didn't even get the Stanley Cup <laughs> playoff hockey, action. Blah, some hockey, blah blah. blah, blah, blah. It's a great show. A lot of uh, fun. <laughs> Bruska right. is beat red. He's so happy with himself. <laughs> we need to uh, take ourselves a little break. Perez Hilton, he's the uh, guy from the Hollywood Gossip. He's the columnist. He's got the uh, website, the Hollywood Gossip. He's going to come in here and dish the dirt on all the celebrities. So we'll get to the bottom of that with him after this. Why are we playing this horrible song? Dirty laundry. He's going to dish the dirt. Ugh. Ugh. This song blows so badly. Ugh. Do you hate it more than you hate Nicole Richie? I have no problem with Nicole Richie. I have a problem living in the society that decided we need to hear about her. It's not her. Not there, personal. There are plenty of semi-attractive women who don't seem to do anything we could be hearing about. We're just hearing about her. Perez Hilton is in studio. Perez uh, has himself a... uh, He's the internet gossip columnist whose uh, website gets uh, 600,000 hits a day. He's uh, teaching a cheese as a learning annex on uh, May 9th. He's got a class called uh, Blog Your Way to Power, Fortune and Fame. And uh, he's the real deal. He's in a lawsuit with Colin Farrell for publishing naked pictures of him. He's uh, proclaimed himself the queen of all media. Welcome to the show, Perez. It's wonderful to be here. And uh, so you're going to dish the dirt for us. By the way, it's going to be featured in Us Weekly that comes out uh, this week. You get All all the stuff you get is Hollywood insider information. Where do you get your info from? People like you. Really? <laughs> really? I've never been to your website. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah Silverman has. And she, oh, really? She told me some very interesting information about Ooh. you and Jimmy. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> good stuff. A wild night with Bob Saget. I, I, I don't know if I can go into details. Listen, we party differently than you commoners do. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it gay. They're artists. <laughs> We're artists. You don't Experiencing know. life. That's All right. All that it has to That's right. All the different tastes. So, uh, Perez, you, you get the, inf- you get the uh, inside info from the Hollywooders who get on your website and tell you things. Give us, give us some examples. What's going on? Well, well I, love, I love when other media um, 
report on what I reported about it. It makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, on Saturday, yeah. yeah, exactly. On Saturday, I wrote how allegedly, but not allegedly, it's been factually reported now, the Scientologists were going to the Arclight Cinemas on Sunset and buying tickets to Mission Impossible 3 by the droves. Mm. And people weren't really believing it on my site. And then yesterday, the LA Weekly's uh, columnist Nikki Fink reported the same thing. She confirmed mm. it. How do they do that? I mean, just go to the I know, I know how they do it, but how do they, do they dress differently? How do they confirm that? I mean, how would you they know? They talk it, to theater people. I think her phrasing was abnormal ticket purchasing patterns. Hmm. Interesting. But it makes sense. Why not? And even despite that, the movie thoroughly underperformed. It, it, it debuted to less than $10 million than the previous one opened to. And this is the best part. You have to look at it in comparison. The, you remember that movie Van Helsing? That, yes. That awful yes. movie with yes. Jackman? Yes. That movie opened the same weekend in May, the first weekend, and it right. made more money than a Mission year, Impossible About a year 3. ago, yeah. right? That movie opened to $51 million, and Mission Impossible 3 did about $48 oh, yeah. million. Wow. Sad and pathetic. I tell you, Cruz should kill himself right now. He's got right nothing now. to live for. Doesn't even crack 50 mil first weekend, buddy. Come on, time to squeeze the trigger. He'll never work again. That's right. He's out. Tom who? Who? <laughs> I don't know who he is. Yeah, he'll be doing he'll be doing uh, regional theater in just a couple of months. You're right. He'll be doing Andy Kitcher. That's too gay for Tom. Ooh. Tom Wait a minute. Speaking of, speaking of too gay, what do you think? You're gay yourself, Come right? On. I, I am at times. You know. <laughs> this morning sure. I am. Sure. With my pink website. <laughs> yeah, you. What do you think about Tom Cruise in that department? Well, you know, I was just on this Dateline NBC special last night about Tom Cruise and Scientology, and one of the things that they investigated, which they cut out of the special, mm-hmm. I think their legal department made them take right. it out, was the new head of Scientology, I forget his name, is rumored to be having an affair with Tom Cruise. Ah, oh. <laughs> the new head of Scientology is like a, a buff dude, single, mm. youngish, and a lot of people talk about how they may be getting it on. By the way, Scientologists are the most litigious group, so we should say... Yeah, allegedly. It's all allegedly. allegedly. Sure. <laughs> There's a reason why they didn't make it onto the NBC show. Right. Evidently. <laughs> Who else do you have any dirt on? Well, uh, you know, Nicole Richie is... Uh, you, you don't like hearing about her, but a lot of my readers do. Sure. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I have a little nickname for her called... I call her Baby Zahara. Because mm-hmm. she, oh, <laughs> she's a little, Angelina Jolie's baby. Yes, and uh, she she came up to me yesterday at the at the coffee bean on Sunset in Fairfax, and uh, she came directly towards me, and she's like, "Do I have zombie hands?" You said she had zombie hands over the on your on yeah. Your I said it on the side, and then she's like, "Call me and directed to my face." Wow. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Right. So I didn't. I didn't want to lie to her. So I, I, I managed to skillfully avoid answering her question. And I was like, let's just talk it out. <laughs> you figure a lot of celebrities go on your website, read the dirt. A lot of them, and it's, I'm surprised at who. I love that. Like a lot of straight dudes, straight male celebrities read my website. Like, I know that uh, Steve O reads my site. Oh, sure. I know. He's I, know <laughs> I know Dave Navarro reads my site. He actually has his own blog. Dave Navarro does, and he mentioned my site on his, and just. This is kind of funny. What a time we're living in. Isn't it? Yeah. That's why I'm going to kill myself. we got to take ourselves a break. Uh, Perez Hilton here. His uh, website, PerezHilton.com. 
celebrity or not, you should go uh, visit it and join the uh, 600,000 hits. It's fun. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. You've got, you pictures. go there? I All enjoy right. it. 600,001. I'm looking at it as we speak. We'll take a quick <laughs> break. We'll be uh, right back. A little more Hollywood gossip after this. Perez Hilton in studio. PerezHilton.com. Hollywood's the most controversial website. <laughs> Little time left, so let's do some dishing. All right, I'll bang it out. My good friend Tori Spelling got married on Sunday on a private island in Fiji. Yes, I hear she did wear white. Uh, <laughs> her parents were not there. They haven't even met the groom yet. Uh, better than weddings are births. Adam Sandler and his wife uh, welcomed a new baby girl to the world. We don't have a name, but he just put up a a message on his website saying the kid's doing good. Uh, one kid that's not doing good is, is uh, Kevin Federline. Mm-hmm. He's still a kid and, and a schmo, I think. Uh, Brittany's recently hired a babysitter to look after him because she doesn't trust him when he's out on the road. No, for real. It was reported even in Us Weekly. When I read in some of the other publications, I don't always believe it, but when it's people are in Us, I believe it. Well, why not? She's got money. He's not to be trusted. She can get someone pregnant on the road. So <laughs> Not only has she hired him a babysitter, but it was just reported today in page six that she's cut his allowance. Forget about his allowance. I'm going to cut his brake lines. <laughs> Make it look like an accident. He goes right off a cliff, just like Princess What's-Her-Name, and that's the end of that. You move forward, no, no palimony, no alimony, you're fine. Well, speaking of that, actually, I was also just reading that uh, after a, a long del- deliberation or, or negotiation, Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise just uh, came to terms on a prenup. So if she gets married, she's going to collect $35 million. And even if they don't get married, she'll still get like $50 million. That's a pretty well, good deal. Cruise is, is close to te- destitute. He's penniless. He only made $48 million <laughs> in the last two days. I mean, and $70 million worldwide. I mean, what's, what is that? Hundred and something million dollars? Uh, he's yeah. got nothing. He's on the skids, that kid. You know, I don't own a television, but apparently that American Idol show is quite popular. Hold on, Perez. You don't own a television. I know. I'm going to have to ask you to leave the studio. I, I own a radio. Right. We're just we're just out of. Oh? I own a radio. All right, but we're out of time All anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> really, I can't, I can't. I cannot continue to pretend like I like somebody who does not have a TV set. Yes, I gossip i want to do i don't it. care okay. i don't care we're out of time all right real quick what happened oh well the she got booted off that kelly Pickler, Pickle, Pickle, yeah, Pickler. Right. just was reunited with her dad in north carolina over the weekend and uh he just come out of jail uh yeah not out of the closet but out of jail always a bad sign when the family has a message from back home and it's a grandpa and a two-year-old <laughs> that's yeah. like uh, what that's red the family flag. bad time red flag white trash <laughs> Perez Hilton, thank you very much. PerezHilton.com is where you go to get the rest of the gossip. Kathy Griffin, Dave Attell. Two of the funniest people on the planet coming in tomorrow. And until next time, this is Adam Corolla saying mahalo.